Hello. So we're gonna do that live. Yes. I'm just gonna turn this camera on. But yeah, like how do you, how do you feel about the uh, okay? Cause it's the S8 Plus, right? Yeah, I've had it for uh, three weeks around there. Um, I obviously the honeymoon phase is over. Yeah. Uh, so um, you know, phone's a phone now. So, but uh, yeah, like I said, um, like they t they tout the phone as having. Like with all these new phones, right? You have more you have more screen, but the same, uh, yeah, the same uh, footprint. Yeah, the right? same like size in your hand. Exactly. Yeah. But it's like a it's like an eighteen by nine. Yeah. Six point two inch screen. Yeah, screen, exactly. Right? So like you you're like okay, you know what? That's kind of cool and everything. But uh, once you get past the screen, you'll be like, oh, the screen will wow you. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's like, uh, um, you're gonna be like after a while, you're just like, hey, does the phone function as a good phone? Yeah. And then, then, then you're more interested in what the phone can do. And so the, 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 it, it literally is a honeymoon issue. Yeah, it's a hun so yeah, the honeymoon phase is over. Mm -hmm. um, I would, uh, I'm glad they scaled back the Samsung bloatware. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm, I kind of miss the pure Google. The straight up. The straight Google up experience. streamlined Google experience. Because like you went from Pixel, which is like straight up vanilla Android. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man, I hate that term to everybody pisses on vanilla. Yeah. Vanilla is tasty and it's expensive. I like know. Vanilla tastes good and it costs just, a lot of money. I, yeah, I know. I just, I just had a vanilla protein shake when I, before I came here. So I will not buy a chocolate yeah. protein shake. Me neither. Yeah. Because I, I can I, I can add what I want to my vanilla shake. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I just think it's um uh uh I don't know. I just don't. The, the thing I don't like about this phone also is that um and maybe it's just me because I'm this is just like, obviously this is a first world problem. Yeah. I find the buttons to be very too small. What a first world problem. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, I mean, I kind of expected one, but holy shit, buddy. Exactly, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah to unlock it. Like, obviously, it has, like, the iris scanner, so you want to unlock it, like, like it'll unlock with your eyes. Without you touching anything. Yeah, I, I don't mind that, but at the same time, it's like, uh, I missed the Pixel's uh, unlock button at the back. This is the fingerprint scanner right there. So yeah. you, you have to constantly hunt for it, like, when you're, uh, uh, when you're using your phone. Yeah. I hate that. Uh, that that's weird, man. I mean, again, I I will admit those are first world issues. They are, yeah. But they are like once. I guess okay, it's weird. I'll I'll say this. Like with mine, I've got the um. Like I went old, like last year's phone. I bought a, I bought an older phone. Yeah. Uh, from the B and H there, the LG G five. Because mm -hmm. I mean, it had good reviews. It's, it's a nice phone, functional great phone. phone. Yeah. It's got some screen ghosting issues, but nothing that gets in your like in your way. Like, yeah. They just go away because LCDs sometimes do that. Yeah. But um, I like that I can tap the screen twice and the phone turns on, and I can tap the screen twice and the phone turns off. Yeah, that's see, that's I, neat. Yeah, see, for me, it's uh, I have to click, hit the button, then I have to look at, I have to look at it, and then yeah. it turns on. But like, you know what? But sometimes that's hit and miss. Yeah. So sometimes you have to be like, then uh, I'll, I'll be like, okay, it's not unlocking, it's not unlocking, and then uh, then you have to be like, you have to draw your pattern in there, mm -hmm. whatever it is, or so. I, but yeah, it's just the log the login feature is maybe it's just me because I'm um maybe I'm not the, the people are probably people who are listening to this or whatever they're probably like this guy this whatever, guy's man. an idiot you paid a lot of money you want it to be I easy and functional easy and, and functional fast. Yeah. yeah so that's what Google got right that that, yeah. that ID thing this small little thing right on the on this side here yeah it has a square footage of about maybe uh ten square millimeters it's the size of a pinky fingernail exactly yeah whereas the Google it was like a, your your finger depresses into a big button and mm. it's, it takes two it seconds. is a weirdly natural spot too. Like when you when you're holding it like that, once you get used to where the fingerprint scanner is, like in the in the Google the Pixel and with this guy here, it yeah. just it just default kind of yeah, goes. Yeah, exactly. There. It's so intuitive. So yeah. that, that's why um, for the log, like 
Like, how does how did Samsung fuck this up? Samsung fucked a lot of things up. They Their did. phones blew up last year. Exactly. Um, they made a phone this year that has a weird fingerprint scanner. Everybody's bitching about. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like for me, just like having it in the hand and whatnot, it feels really good. It's got a nice feeling to it. Um, that's not a huge issue for me. That's right there. Like you can kind of get to it really quick. Oh yeah. It smudges your thing up, so you have to remember it. Yeah. At the same time, when you think about how much you're paying for that guy. Yeah. Like you paid for it. Yeah. Like, you bought your phone. Mm-hmm. This is your phone. Yeah. And you want it to be intuitive and work the way you want it to work yeah. right away out of the box. Exactly. You don't. You don't even have like little nitpicky issues. Oh yeah. For yeah. A phone that costs that goddamn much. Man. I know. Yeah. And like obviously, like, like obviously, yeah, I'm nitpicking and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Like uh, this is a spoiled generation. Like, if Louis C.K. could hear me right now, he'd be like, "You're." Uh, he'd be freaking out. Yeah. He'd be like, "Shut the hell up!" Like, yeah. Or I'm, I'm gonna knock your ass out. Uh, but like, yeah, it's, he would um, drop kick you. Yeah. So like, um, I'm, I'm just like, I should be like, you know what? Who cares? It's a phone. It's a supercomputer. It's a su- super in your com- pocket. Exactly. That yeah. will be the ultimate content creation tool if you are so inclined to use it that exactly, way. Exactly, yeah. So and I you're should, bitching about yeah, how it turns on by looking at your eyeball. Yeah, exactly. So, I, uh, so in that aspect, um, it's a great phone. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty awesome fucking yeah. piece of hardware. Yeah, so uh, I'll leave it at that. Man, we really do bitch about high-end... The, the high-end technology that we have, we just find ways to rip it apart. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But yeah. 30 years ago, if we had shown somebody this shit... They'd be looking at us and be like, why are you complaining? Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. It's, it's, what do you mean it's, nothing connects to the world right now? It's taking an extra half a second to scan your irises. It scans your irises? Yeah. <laughs> Forget about how long it takes. Yeah, I know. I thought that was only in Star Trek. Yeah, or, man. Yeah. 30 years ago, they would they would wait for like probably 30 seconds. If you told them, let us scan your iris for 30 seconds and it's a secure device only you can access, mm-hmm. they'd be fucking blown away by that shit. Yeah, exactly. That's the nature of human beings too, right? That guy, even 30 years ago, if he's blown away by the iris scanner and it takes 30 seconds, mm-hmm. by about two months of using that device, he'll want it to be done instantaneously. He'll oh, be like, absolutely, Why yeah. could this not be instant? Yeah, like, like this, this, is, this, this is the problem I'm dealing with right now. I'll, I'll give you a pure, pure example. I turn it on. I look at it. There you go. Okay. That was, that was instantaneous. Right away. Yeah. And then sometimes it'll be like, oh, hold it closer. Hold it. The thing I, I don't like is when said, the red light comes on. It says, okay, hold it farther away. Hold it like this. Yeah. Now, the act of doing this irritates me the act of moving your hand yeah go like this six inches away from your face it says hold it further hold it further then it unlocks right that's I'm irritating like, you. i'm like i could have just done the fingerprints i could have just done the fingerprint scanning or yeah. i could have just uh, done the zigzag yeah uh but the pattern but, unlocking the pattern unlocking yeah so but uh um what the hell am i complaining about like jesus christ it's a phone it's funny how you rationalize things to yourself like that's your own therapy yeah like, exactly. you've now provided yourself therapy yeah exactly fucking that was like another I, who was it was it um i think it was i was talking to dan about the chris diella his uh his podcast mm-hmm. or not not the podcast the joe rogan podcast and his new comedy special yeah i think he talked about it Diel, diella diella chris diella but he was saying how he doesn't have sit down conversations with himself anymore and that's that's like messing up with his brain. Like when, now when he sits down to just relax, his phone comes up in his pocket. Yeah, and he's on his phone doing whatever. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's like yeah, that's 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 therapy. Like I still tend to talk to myself a lot because mm-hmm. I'm not really that much of a like. I mean, I'm not famous, right? So I don't go on Twitter every three seconds. Mm-hmm. I don't check to see how my podcast is doing. I look at this thing like once every month or two months to see like where we're at, right? Yeah. But um, I can I can assume if you become more successful and more famous that your phone does control your life yeah because you have to uh you have to talk to your fans you have to yeah. you've got to keep in touch with these guys right yeah unless you're like bill murray and he's completely shot off to the world yeah bill murray can uh he's he's been he's paid his dues yeah man yeah and he's, he's paid his dues and like uh I, th- I, th- I think he actually knows that the weirder and more like the more um kind of uh the, the more weird for lack of a better term he is yeah uh the better the better that, it that's is just for him. it yeah i think if, 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 if you see bill murray on like facebook all the time and posting mm-hmm. tweets you'd be like He's gone crazy. 
Yeah, he's like at this point. Yeah. Like, well, Bill Murray's clearly gone nuts because like fucking six months ago, you barely knew he existed anymore. Yeah, exactly. And now he's on here all the time. Mm-hmm. What's going on? Yeah, exactly. What's yeah, happening, Bill? Yeah, because he was crazy before, but in a good in a good way. Now he's just is he actually crazy? Is he actually nuts? Yeah, is he, is he starting for attention now? Like, I don't know what it is. Well, but. he like, I mean, as long as we've known him in as a, as a famous person, I, yeah. I really don't know what he's like before being Saturday Night Live famous. Yeah. But once he became famous, like, he took like a four-year hiatus. He mm-hmm. went to, where was it, Paris or some shit like that and yeah. studied in the Sorbonne? Yeah. Like, he just left fame, I think, right after Ghostbusters or The Razor's Edge. I think it was because of The Razor's Edge. Because of The Razor's Edge. He I just think. like yeah. walked away from Hollywood. Yeah, and just decided that's it. I'm done. I think. I think. Um, my hope is that um, the re- he do it the, he did it for the same reason that I would want to do it is because you can uh, once you're given all this uh, fame and fortune, you're like, you know what? Let's just uh, let me walk away from it for a while. Let me just explore and just like see, the James Franco method. Yeah, and just just do what I want to do. Yeah, and to, and just uh, get six PhDs. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, and yeah. That's my whole thing about James Franco is that he's a um, he's An a alien. Pur- he's a he's a purveyor of, of many things, but master of none. Yeah, I'm. I'm totally cool with that. Yeah. Yeah. I. I. I mean, not to steal that from Aziz Ansari there, mm-hmm. but um, I've always kind of been a master of not. I'm sure I've mastered a few things, mm-hmm. but um, there's, there's there's certain things that you're actually really really good at, right? Yeah, there are certain things I'm very good at. Yeah, I don't. Think, oh yeah, I wouldn't say mastered. But yeah, but I think with him, it's like uh, I think he's stepped into a lot of different things. Yeah. But uh, he's very um. I I don't know how good he is, like, but he's not like he's not outstanding in, in any of them yeah i mean he's got high level knowledge but not like elite professor level knowledge yeah and he's not the greatest actor franco he's, no franco's no franco is like a goofball who's pretending to be a very good actor yeah exactly so the he, same way he's a goofball pretending to know about quantum dynamics exactly yeah so yeah. like yeah I, I could take it like let's see if i took that course and i passed it yeah i can say like yeah i have a degree in quantum mechanics right yes but uh that doesn't like, but if i barely got through there um, who am I to teach it? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so you just like crammed hard. Yeah, exactly. You got all your marks. Yeah. You got your like 3.8 or 3.5. You passed really well. Exactly. High level. But at the same time, like, do I really want James Franco teaching me this shit? No, I'd be like, like how much weed did you smoke before you did this? Yeah, yeah, how so high I, are I you right yeah, now? Yeah, exactly. So I, I just, um, Mr. Franco smells like Otto's jacket. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So that's the thing with James Franco. He's like, he's a very, um, um, yeah, he's, yeah, I think, I think he's just, he's, he's spread too thin. Yeah. I mean, I, I can see that. That's just me though. Uh, that's just our personal, con- like opinion of who, no, who yeah, he exa- is, exa- right? from I, what we see. Exactly. If he was, yeah. if he was in here right now, and, uh, who knows? He'd probably be the coolest guy I've ever met. Like, yeah, I, have, I have no idea. So. Or it's like fucking Ashton Kutcher is legit. Yeah. Like that dude, like who, who came across as a total schmuck as Kelso mm-hmm. is legit. Mm-hmm. Like he's got some high level education behind like, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, the the STEM, like getting kids yeah. into STEM and making sure that the world is in good hands. Yeah. Like getting the the younger talents and the mm-hmm. younger brains into into better education. Like he's got some really good programs. Yeah. He, of. He's, he he goes to the he's Senate. Like feeding Africa and shit. Yeah. yeah. So um yeah I uh like he's against uh like, you know like for sex tra- for sex trafficking and I think like his yeah. organization has saved yeah. a shit ton of lives and yeah. got a ton of kids out of uh. Really bad situations on human trafficking. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I. Um, uh, but yeah, that's um, that's my view on James Franco. Yeah, <laughs> that's I, the view on Franco. Uh, yeah, exactly. So I digress. <laughs> Man, that's uh, that's a pretty good digression. Yeah, and I was, I, uh, this actually um, this I brought. I'm gonna bring this up because we've been talking about it for so long. I was uh, thinking about it the other day, and um, 
and I was like, I was thinking about Alien Covenant. Have we talked about it? Oh uh, man, we're beating that horse yeah. so dead. Um, and I'll bring this up quickly. I'm like, I'm like, ah, that's fine. Let's beat the shit out of it. Okay, again. I'm just gonna bring this up really quickly, and then I'll I'll get off the point. But like, uh, um, I thought Alien Covenant was, and I'm thinking about it back and back. I'm thinking about it again and again and again. You're it's doing good. what I did with Wonder Woman, aren't yeah. you? Yeah. And then I said, I thought to myself, like, you know what? That was actually a very good movie. Mm-hmm. Because it's impossible to make a great Aliens movie. It's over. You can't. Yeah, you it's can't. done. It's like dead. I just talked to Dan about this on Sunday show. Yeah. Uh, friggin' what's it called? Ripley. How they're gonna bring back uh, Sigourney Weaver to play her mother. Yeah. To play Ripley's mother in the next in iteration. That's yeah. what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know if it's gonna happen uh, for sure in the mm-hmm. next one or the one after that. Yeah. But like he's gonna try again because everybody wants to capture the magic. Yeah. It's, and I don't think you can. No. I think can't. I think we're done. Yeah, because the thing is too is that uh, um, you you listen to the fans as much as you can, mm-hmm. and then you're like, you know what 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 does the what does the logical proce- pr- progression uh, happen? Because if you really want to make this a continuation story, yeah, or like a prequel or whatever that that's fine, like, that's fine, right? But like, I don't know. I just think it's um like I can't I can't really fault like Rid- uh, Ridley Scott that that much anymore because I'm yeah. just like you know like where like what else do you want like where else can you take this uh, I think um like the, the grand granted the storyline about like granted like the, the the scientists who are on the on those experts yeah granted those people are idiots okay yeah. like, like we can't no one can argue that but uh, um where do you um like you can't make everybody happy no you're that, that's just it you're yeah. gonna have because there are two schools of alien fan a fan I think I mm-hmm. think there's the the alien fan yeah and there's the aliens fan yeah. And you can't bring those worlds together anymore. It's no, like you can't start with Alien and suddenly have Space Marines. Yeah. Because those they're both very different movies and they're very different starting points. Yeah. Like you've got the first movies about truckers. Yeah. And they have, I mean, it's like uh, Jeepers Creepers, man. Yeah, like you got exactly. a guy, a big rig psychopath. He's in your truck and he's fucking up your people. Yeah. And the second one is like, oh, hey, remember that thing? Well, it's super powered and we're going to send these Space Marines to go murder it yeah. with high tech weaponry. Like, you don't need to necessarily be an alien fan to jump into aliens. Yeah. And a lot of people probably weren't. That's true, yeah. I'm almost certain I saw aliens as a kid before alien. I think a lot, I think a lot of people did. Yeah. And I think that was a great way to get into alien. Yeah. Because the thing is, like, you don't need to see the first alien to enjoy aliens. No, co- totally different movie. No, because James Cameron set it up so well in the mm-hmm. first five minutes. Uh, so, um, so, yeah, I just think... Um, it's gonna like you should. I think people should. Cause I talked to my, uh, I talked to Sandy and his uh, brother-in-law about this. Cause then, because they, um, his Sandy's brother-in-law saw Alien Covenant. And he loved it. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, because and then uh, I, I, I was like, yeah, that's kind of true. I was like, and I, I look back, I look back at that movie, and I was like, um, okay, granted, it wasn't the best Alien movie. Yeah. But uh, I actually, but as a movie by itself. I thought it was. I thought I thought they did a good job. It's a it's a fine enough movie. It's a fine enough movie. Like if you compare that to like. Uh, if you saw that movie and you didn't know it was Alien, yeah. If it had no, it, did, it had no attachment to Alien whatsoever. No context at all. None. You'll be like, you'd watch that movie, like, wow, beautifully filmed, yeah, um, gory as hell, mm-hmm. uh, action. Like the main characters are so interesting. The, the space crew, who cares? But like, uh, um, but yeah, I would uh, like. I'm I'm starting to like bend a little bit when it comes to that a movie. little bit more objective. Exactly. Yeah. I feel about Alien and all that shit, and just like. I mean, not to not to like finally put it to bed or whatever, mm-hmm. but I think I've made peace with the idea of that the same way I have with Star Trek. Yeah, the reboot series. Yeah, the uh, the Kelvin timeline, which is what they're calling it now. Exactly. Right? Uh, you're gonna get really good movies. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna get great Star Trek blockbuster movies. Star Trek movies. Yeah. You're essentially now watching a TV series that takes three years to shoot. Exactly. You're watching episodes of a TV series because, like, Into Darkness, I think I was the only person in the theater, 
at that time in that like in in this era of Star Trek fan, the new Star Trek fan who might not know Wrath of Khan or the TV series. Mm-hmm. But when the reveal happened, I was kind of giddy, but I was kind of disappointed, and I felt like the the audience didn't know if they should give a shit. Mm-hmm. They were all like, "Well, should we care? Like, who the fuck is Khan?" Oh yeah, a few of us remember. Yeah, Khan was the guy with the weird chest, the the fucking ripped Joel, ripped super jacked old guy. Yeah, and it's like yeah, well he was, but there's a whole mythology behind it. Like I mean, Kirk left Mob Planet, he almost died, and blah blah blah. Yeah, but the story was so different here, and there was no like pop to the reveal. Like he wasn't introduced in the first one, and all of a sudden here we're like, oh he's back, he's gonna fucking kill everybody. Yeah, exactly. There's no there's there was no none. surprise there. Yeah, and then uh, Beyond was a really good episode. Like a really good money episode of Star Trek. Yeah, absolutely. It's like one of those episodes of Star Trek when like you know they're gonna pump a lot of cash in this one. Yeah, exactly. It's like the season yeah. finale and the Borg have got Picard and we don't know what's up, and all of a sudden here he comes, look at you, it's holy shit, how much money went to this episode? Yeah, exactly. Fucking great, yeah. right? That's absolutely. beyond yeah. for me. Yeah. And I've made peace of that. I'm like, we're gonna get really cool Star Trek stories, mm-hmm. and that's it. We're that's not gonna it. get any more blockbusters like the old movies were. No, 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 no I totally agree. Yeah. Um speaking of uh Star Trek Beyond, uh um uh just want to give a shout out to my friend Sheila mm-hmm. uh, McLover. Oh, the makeup artist, right? Yeah, she um uh her one of her uh, short film one of the sh- a short film came out with she was a special effects uh, technician on it. Oh, that's what she does. Yeah, and uh, so she would yeah she did Star Trek Darkness. Mm. I did, uh, no, she did Star Trek uh, Beyond. Beyond. She did uh, Tron Legacy. Uh, she did all the makeup for the Warrior Girl, right? What's her name? Yeah, the girl from uh, Kingsman. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, that her, yeah, yeah. and uh, so she has a, she has a new movie uh, out, um, Zygote. Zygote. It's a short film. It's 20 minutes long. Direct, Damn. Written and directed by Neil Blomkamp. Oh, is she part of that uh, Oats, right? It's, yeah. It's based yeah. in Vancouver, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. They've got those two really awesome ones that are out right now. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I saw the, I saw it today. Uh-huh. Uh, Dakota Fanning's in there, whatever. I think that's her name. Dakota Johnson. Well, there is there is Dakota Johnson and Dakota Fanning. Yeah. Yeah. Johnson, I think. Johnson. Yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah, so I saw it um, at work today. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, she, uh, so... Yeah, this the this the monster in it is pretty freaky. It's pretty cool. I yeah. mean, so far they've been really good. I don't yeah. know if you've seen the first two. I haven't seen the first two. I think uh, one is called Raka, and the other one is Firebase. Oh yeah, that's right. Raka's got Sigourney I've, Weaver in it. Yeah, I've, yeah, yeah. The, the, I've seen the Sigourney the Sigourney Weaver one I've heard of. I haven't mm-hmm. seen it, but like and then uh, Firebase is uh, is nuts as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, very Predator, very Predator, very Predator, and uh, Raka's very District Nine. To yeah. like give like feelings to what you're going to be getting into, right? Yeah. So yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh, I saw this, I saw the special effect. It looks disgusting. Like uh, she did a really good. She, her and her team did a really good job. That's so. cool, man. That studio looks really really promising. I got. I I'm, I feel like I'm making a mistake on what they're called for sure. It's like Oats Productions or yeah, Oats yeah, Studios or yeah, something. Yeah, that's what it is. Oats. But studio. the idea is, it's like almost like Kickstarter movies mm-hmm. that you, if you want to see more, you just pay into the into the program. Mm-hmm. Oats. You keep paying Oats, and they'll keep like releasing shit on YouTube or on YouTube Red. Yeah. So you're never going to a theater to watch this stuff. You're watching the short films on YouTube or wherever you want to get them to, and eventually they'll probably get to theaters. Yeah. But they're all funded by crowds, like all crowdfunding. Crowdfunded, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah. Um, uh, yeah, but check it out. It's pretty. Uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, um, man. Uh, Zygote, right? Zygote. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. That, that's awesome. I really, I like Blomkamp. I think his. I mean, now that he's not doing the next, uh, the next Alien movie. Yeah. But um, he'll have time to do more of that, like Blomkamp style. Yeah. Because like I haven't seen Elysium. I hear it's not bad. Like it's not terrible. It's not great, but it's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. But um, yeah, visually it's awesome. Is awesome. Yeah, it's, yeah it's visually fun, it's great. It's a, right. It's a fun movie. Yeah. All of his movies are really cool, man. Yeah. Yeah, I like the way he makes his movies too. Like that, that kind of weird. Like there's, it's not that there's like a moral, a moral compass guiding all of his, all his films. But you don't know who the good guy is when you're watching it. No, you don't. Um, yeah. yeah, and in District Nine was the uh, was a perfect example of that. Yeah, man, he was. Um, I like the idea of 
your your main characters are schmuck, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden he's fucking like John McClane. Like yeah. all, like in the end, he turns into a John McClane. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a cool idea. Yeah, fuck yeah. man. But um, yeah, lots of lots of like weird ass movie news. They had the um, the st- the Spider Man thing was like a little bit of a, a little bit of heat from I get. Well, obviously you've got, for lack of a better term, you've got the alt right like freaks who expect what they expect from from a comic book character. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's that release this week about how that Zendaya was. Like Michelle Jones, whatever her name is in the movie, mm-hmm. but she's not Mary Jane. Yeah. And for anybody listening who doesn't know, Mary Jane Watson is Spider Man's girlfriend. That's like the long term girlfriend. She's after Gwen Stacy, but she's like the long term yeah. love of his life kind of Love his life. And uh, because she's not white and not like a ginger, mm-hmm. there's a little bit of pushback. And then Michael Jackson's daughter there, Paris, was like, you know, fuck the haters. Like, she's awesome. Mm-hmm. She's really good in the role. Yeah. And then everybody's like, well, you know, you're really pissing all of tradition with not making her look the way she looks in the comic books. So, I mean, I, I don't know, man. I think that's a little bit stupid. That's a little bit petty. You're always going to have those guys, like, arguing about it anyway. I think giving them attention is dumb. Yeah. Like, we're, we're doing it now. Yeah. But, I mean, I would have liked for them to not make the cop out and make her name, like, Michelle Jones or whatever it is, like, Michelle Jackson. I wish yeah. she was just Mary Jane. Yeah. Like, I don't care if she's black or brown or Hispanic or whatever. Yeah, I, I, I think they sh- Yeah, I agree. I think they should have yeah. kept the name. Yeah, but, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, I guess, yeah, I totally agree with you. She could have been, like, like any... any uh, any color. Like, who cares? Yeah, that was like the whole beef that I had with the Donald Glover thing. Everybody's like, well, Donald Glover can't be Spider-Man because like, you know, black kids don't have that experience. It's like, okay, number one, any kid can have yeah, that any experience. Any kid can have that experience. That's, that's an experience of, of any human 15-year-old in the world at any time yeah. can have that experience. Mm-hmm. My only problem was if you're going to have a black kid play Spider-Man, he's got to be Peter Parker because yeah. Peter Parker is the first Spider-Man. Yeah. No matter what else happens. Yeah. But then again, you do shit on the idea of Miles Morales then, right? Yeah. They're obviously going to make some sort of like clusterfuck and ruin the Morales character. Because mm-hmm. then you got a black Spider-Man and then a black Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. That's going to freak out everybody. Yeah. And normal people's brains can't handle that shit. Yeah, it's true. But we did it. We got Donald Glover in it. He's playing like the version of the Prowler, right? Yeah. Well, at least the character who is the Prowler. Who is the Prowler, in the comics, yeah. 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 And I think uh, for the sequel, they're looking at uh, um, the Scorpion. Really? Yep. That'd be cool, man. Because you haven't seen him before, and Gargan is actually in the movie. Oh, no way. Have you seen this one yet? No, but no. I, this is uh, this is what I'm I heard. so far behind. Yeah, yeah this, I this, seen is, this is what I heard. He's actually, like, there's a character in there at the end. In his, uh, Matt Gargan, huh? Yeah, Matt Gargan. There are two versions of the Shocker. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, I think Bokeem Woodbine plays the Shocker, like, or one of them. Is he? Yeah, in the movie. Like, there's two versions. Like, I guess, like, there's a another Shocker, bl- and somebody bl- else gets the costume. Is he? He's black, right? Yep. So another black guy's playing electricity charged. Uh. Oh god, damn, I didn't think about that. That's right. Oh damn. I mean, I could be totally wrong, but uh, hey, we got a rain. Excellent. But um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't even think about that. Uh, but then again, like I said, I, I think it's Bokeem Woodbine mm. playing the Shocker in the new Spider-Man movie. Okay. The the Shocker was cool though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah like especially in the '90s uh, cartoon, he was great. Yeah, he's very cool in that. Yeah. Um, who'd you um, if you had to rank? Okay, what is the what is the worst Spider-Man movie released? The worst one? Yeah. Your least favorite, I'll put it that way. Well, the first Amazing Spider-Man. Didn't like it at all. There was nothing redeeming about it. I barely remember it. I remember the scene in the alley, or in the in the, the street, when he kind of like terrorizes the petty crook. Yeah. And that's like so not Spider-Man. Like he's so creepy in that, the way his head movement is, and he's like being really like menacing. To me, that, that just doesn't play Spider-Man. Then the idea that all those fucking cranes got together. Hey, Spider-Man for New York. Let's get this going. Put oh, all the cranes together. Yeah. Like, that whole thing wait, was wait, wait, dumb. Who, who's, a, who's a villain in that one? Lizard? Yeah, exactly, right? Who's a lizard? The lizard. Okay, I would say the... The naked lizard, by the way. The way. naked lizard. Uh, I'm wondering who, what's worse, that one or the second one? 
See, the only reason I can handle the second one is because it felt like they were actually trying to make like a Spider-Man movie. Yeah, because when Gwen Stacy died. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I you know that what? Was gutsy I, man. Yeah, that was I, really yeah. ballsy. I think. The, do you think who's who's the worst villain? The lizard or the or Jamie Fox as the as Electro? Oh man, Jamie Fox is forgettable outside of the fact that he looked weird. Yeah, but so is the lizard. The lizard That's was true, super too, forgettable yeah. too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So those two are probably the two worst, right? Yeah, oh, easily. Then Spider-Man Three was probably Three is probably the worst on that. I still feel like at some point, maybe soon, when I do get some time, I could make a really good cut of that movie. Mm. Like with my, I, I, got, I mean, I can, I can edit shit. If you, yeah, if you, you edited it and you put on the. I'm like, gonna throw it in and just make a decent cut of that movie. Cut a lot of shit out. Yeah. All the crying, a fucking dance number. Yeah. I, I could probably make a decent. I, that's salvageable. Whereas yeah. like number the one and two for Amazing Spider-Man, just awful movies, man. Yeah, I would that go. Costume in number two was really good. Though. Yeah, exactly. So um, I would go. Uh, one is the worst. Mm-hmm. Amazing Spider-Man number one is the worst. Two is second. Then you have three. Spider-Man three. Three and then uh. Spider-Man One and yeah. Spider-Man Two is probably my was probably it's my favorite. Best. Yeah, I think it's still my favorite comic book movie of all time. I, and that's uh that's not a bad one. That's a, yeah, that's that, a really that's good actually one, that that movie is phenomenal. As a, really and like for just the only reason of that first Doc Ock fight after the bank. Yeah, it's such a comic book. Fight it's a, yeah, scene. that's to say it's a comic book movie. It's, yeah. it's a pure comic movie. Like yeah. uh, like like my favorite comic book movie is probably I would say probably The Dark Knight but mm-hmm. I can't say it's a comic book movie it's not no it's a good movie it's it's, it's a crime movie yeah it's a really it's a crime good crime drama. movie yeah and that, that you, Heat is, is is all over that movie oh yeah and uh, so oh, we, I mean we talk about it all the time yeah, exactly, man. Like, yeah. it's inspired by Michael Mann's Heat so, exactly I mean, it's um it's no surprise that yeah. it feels like a crime movie yeah and, and uh, Spider-Man 2 was just a uh, um it, it was like I was like a comp would come to life on the screen yeah, yeah. the colors were great the feeling was great like the weird campiness too that like yeah. should have been really off like especially when Doc Ock is getting a surgery yeah I mean it felt so campy but at the same time like yeah well fuck yeah because yeah. Sam Raimi makes campy horror movies yeah exactly it and, felt like that and it's, but it had its but but the ser- it had a little the serious the small serious tone that it had it was yeah. perfect oh yeah I mean there was definitely like a like a darkness to it yeah and then like uh, a very like great Darth Vader redemption scene too, Absolutely, right? At yeah. the end, like mm-hmm. very Luke and Darth. Yeah. Like such a such a well plotted, well put together movie. Oh yeah. Written by like masters too, like Michael Shabon, I think, um, put together the plot and organized the movie. And mm-hmm. if you don't know who Michael Shabon is, um, he's written some incredible comic book based like books, mm-hmm. like really really cool writer, and um, Alvin Sargent. Old as shit, but writes He's great old, yeah. dialogue. Mm-hmm. Like fuck, he writes some really cool comic booky dialogue. Yeah, that was um, yeah, that was a great, great movie. I think um, uh, also, but the thing about that movie too is that uh, um, yeah, like it, like it, the balance between like, like like what we just said, like the dark, like the dark part, um, the comic part, the mm-hmm. campy part, uh, Sam Raimi's style, um, really like amazing. Alfred Molina was great. Oh, he was awesome. Fantastic. Um, but uh, the intro is super underrated. It's crazy, yeah. It's that crazy. is how you do an origin reintroduction. Mm-hmm. Like, all, I mean, not just because Alex Ross is a good artist, yeah. regardless of how fucking weird he is, mm-hmm. but he's a really good artist. And doing the intro the way they did with his paintings, yeah. incredible. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. So, um, yeah, I, yeah, that's my... I think I think me and you have this probably the same order. Yeah, and then Franco playing a really good, like really really well put together aloof guy. Yeah, and then a really well put together I'm gonna fucking kill my best friend guy. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'll get Franco that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, it was really something. Yeah. And I mean, even like the weird shit too, like the um, the the unobtainium of the movie, the yeah. tritium. Yeah. Like it had weird shit like that. Mm-hmm. Where, I mean, they had the right MacGuffins. Yeah. But I'm fucking, I just love the way Doc Ock moved. Mm-hmm. God, I mean, it, it was a movie that made you think, like, I would I would gladly have four robotic, like, sentient arms 
glued to my back. Yeah. They could do all that shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Could you and, imagine, yeah. like, you'd be so comfortable oh, sleeping yeah. and shit as a personal hammock? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, yeah. No kidding. I, I, the, way, the, the way he could scale up, like, the special effects, even for that time, were just fantastic. Yeah. When you think that was a while ago, was it 2004? Yeah. I mean, there are movies of special effects back then that are fucking brutal. Yeah. Like, really bad. Yeah. And there's special effects now that are just terrible. Yeah. And like, even today. Budgie, you're like, this is terrible. Like, I would look at, like, I looked at, uh, what was it? Um, even the Pirates of the Caribbean, like the first one. Yeah. Uh, the special effects in that movie are still crazy when you come, and then when you look at movies now, you're like, that had a way higher budget, but the special effects in the movie in, in, Pir- in Pirates of the Caribbean still look amazing. Practical effects. Practical man. effects. Man. Like yeah. a lot of times when you saw Doc Ock's arms, mm-hmm. they were actually there. Yeah. Like they were, they had pieces made that were like somewhat movable and yeah. they were somewhat stationary. Mm-hmm. And then they had the CG arms, which were like all over the movie, obviously. Yeah. But a lot of what you saw was practical effects. It's yeah. like when they have uh, Tony Stark there, Robert Downey Jr. walking around in the Avengers and shit. He's wearing like a plastic torso. Yeah. That's why it looks so good because it's actually there. Yeah. It doesn't feel disjointed from his head, right? Like he's wearing a green suit and they just kind of stick a suit around him. Yeah. Like he's wearing a practical piece of makeup oh, or yeah. uh, prosthetics. That's uh-huh. I mean, that's the way to do it. Like oh, yeah. Strangler always says, old Luke there, he's like, I can forgive shitty practical effects i can't forgive shitty cgi no because shitty cgi cgi is like you have the tools there yeah man and you don't use them dude i just saw the uh, i caught the tail end of clash of the titans the new one. Oh, the on amc so i taped something i think it was the first, one or second one? the first one not not the harry hamlin one this this new one with the terminator kid there yeah sam worthington sam worthington yeah and just watching pegasus fly away it looks so bad oh, i mean it looks brutal it's terrible it's just awful flying horse CG over like a fake CG matte painting. Yeah, and it's just it doesn't it's look terrible. Right yeah, at all. and like, really that bad. was that was after uh, that was after Avatar. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean you've got that kind of tech out there. I mean, fucking Sharknado looks better than a lot of that. Oh man, and that's meant to look bad. Yeah, and it still looks better than a lot of the crap that's out there right now. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, um, I, I just I can't I can't handle like crappy crappy effects. When you've got when you've got ability out there for crappier movies that do that do better jobs, uh, absolutely. Then yeah. your high end movie is a shitty job. Yep. Um, um, oh, I wanted to say, um, uh, do a movie plug. Oh, okay. Quickly, quick one. Um, watch this if you. I'm not sure if you can get access to this movie, but uh, it's called uh, uh, Malibu Shark Attack. Malibu Shark Attack. It's uh, basically it's a, it's a cheap. It's it's, oh, it's so cheap. Um, is Willem the phone this one? Uh, no, but it's uh, there's nobody in this movie. Uh, it's all about like it's. I think the budget was about five thousand dollars, and uh, good for them. Yeah, and uh, it was just basically on. Uh, it's the. It's basically about like an earthquake happens, mm. and and then all of a sudden it awakens these sh- special sharks that are prehistoric, but they have superpowers. In Malibu. Yeah, and they're in Malibu. Was this riding the Sharknado wave? Oh man, it or was makes, this it, like pre-Sharknado? Oh no, this is like this is pretty. Uh, this is like pretty new. Okay, and, so yeah, it's definitely riding that wave. And uh, this makes Sharknado look like uh, Shakespeare. Oh, it makes it look like Inception. Yeah. <laughs> like Inception. Yeah. If you can make Sharknado look like Inception, yeah, then you're doing something either really yeah. wrong or really right. Yeah. So um, I'll try to get it for you. <laughs> try to get my hands on that. Yeah. If you've got the uh, the old Android box there, yeah. just, just Google search that shit. Yeah. If you can, because like in the states, I was reading about Comcast, how they're um they're trying to like hammer back at net neutrality again, mm-hmm. and which should be easy. I don't know if you've been following that at all. The, I mean, if anybody doesn't know, net neutrality is an open internet. Open internet. The whole idea is that it doesn't matter what you download or what you want to watch. If you're watching Netflix or you're watching like uh, your cable provider's stream, yeah. it'll come into you at the same speed, at the same time. There's no bias towards what you're watching. Yeah. 
and uh, during the Obama administration of the states, and it's in, it does influence Canada quite a bit as well, even though we have it a little bit better up here. Yeah. But the whole idea is that like a lot of guys are doing BitTorrents and whatnot, and uh, and watching Netflix off their private account instead of watching TV, canceling their cable, all mm-hmm. that kind of cable cutting shit. Yeah. And a lot of these major companies like Verizon and Comcast, uh, they're trying to like hammer down on what can come in at what speed. Mm-hmm. So the Obama administration made it open. Yeah. It's like anybody can get whatever. But now under the Trump administration, you've got this fella Ajit Pai. Mm-hmm. I can't remember exactly who he worked for, but now he's at the FCC, and they're trying to like clamp down on net neutrality, but at the same time tell you that no, it's a good thing. So it's, it's a really good thing. If you want to get grossed out, just like Google search Ajit Pai mean tweets mm-hmm. when he kind of makes fun of tweets coming in at him. He's like an obnoxious fuck. Is he a brown guy? Brown guy, yeah. Oh fuck! But he's just like, uh, oh, we're brown guys, so don't get mad. Yeah, no exactly. letters. I don't want. I don't want to see any letters. Yeah, we're brown, so uh, we're kind of. We're, we're pulling our own little race card here. Yeah, exactly. We're we're, fucking, we're, yeah, exactly. We, we, we can make fun, we can make <laughs> fun of our own. We're bashing this guy a little bit. <laughs> but uh, besides the point, I mean, as a, he's, he's American-born. He's essentially a Westerner. I mean, he, he is a Western guy, regardless of the race of race of person that he is. Mm-hmm. He's just really fucking up at the, the net neutrality laws. Well, he's going to try to anyway. Mm-hmm. Comcast and Verizon got together this week, and they're like, no, like net neutrality rules will be great. And their new slogan, or not their new slogan, one of the quotes they used was, I think, like, uh, like freeing... Like having net neutrality freedom by creating new rules that that are like basically the same rules. Like I'm paraphrasing a lot here, but their whole idea is like the new rules, which will be roughly the same as the old rules, like pre-Obama administration rules, will be better for net neutrality, and that's just impossible. Yeah, how, you can't have one without the other. You can't have them both. A really good idea, though. I mean, every, what I'm getting at is everybody should kind of look into it because it's it is the future that we're looking at. I mean, that's how we're going to get our information. It's how we're going to get our TV. A lot of cord cutters that listen to the show when I talk to yeah, want to learn more about it. Um, you should definitely look at Ajit Pai. You should go take a look at what John Oliver talks about in the uh, his HBO show there. Yep, absolutely. Uh, about net neutrality. Um, John Stewart had a great breakdown of how net neutrality affects the way you get your information and how you get to choose what you want to watch or what you want to take in from the internet at what speed you're going to get it in from. It's just a really important thing to know about. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was a big one today is Comcast is really like making an ass of themselves and everybody fucking knows it and there's nothing anybody can do about it right now. Mm-hmm. Essentially, you have to wait for an administration change before anything happens. Yeah. Because it's it comes down to money. It oh, comes I, down no, to them. Always, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's it. It's, it's, it's party affiliation and uh, That's and all it is. And it doesn't help that we have so many more people this year than last year even even though like the UK is seeing a big hit on um like Android boxes yeah, and like cable are. cutters who are yep. getting free television. Yeah. So that's really hitting them hard in the pocket as well. Mm-hmm. It's it's almost like you've got this idea that, man, I'm going on this huge fucking rant of like a paragraphy rant here. But this this whole idea is that it's almost like Comcast and Verizon are telling you, Well, we'll make it easier for you to get your information. We'll make it like a, we'll we'll give you open access to whatever you want as long as you don't steal shit. But then they jack their prices up and make it harder for you to get what you want. Yeah. Or they make a new product that costs more to replace an older product. They make they, they force obsolescence yeah. on your devices so that you have to pay more that essentially gives you less. That's weird. Yeah, that, and that's which is which is very awkward because um, you should be able to access what you want and not get what you don't want. Exactly. Because like they'll just send you a package and be like, you know what, I only need half of this shit. Yeah. And if I'm gonna sign up for cable, okay, I, I only like like maybe. Th- Thirty percent of the stuff that you're offering, mm-hmm. but I have to pay for the I have to pay for the other six. I have to pay for the other seventy percent. Exactly. Yeah. So rather, why don't instead of that, that why don't you just, um, you can play a, f- a flat fee, mm-hmm. and you guys can compete over which one has the the, the cheaper f- flat fee, and then just uh, and give us like access to all the information we want. Exactly. Yeah. And so, uh, but they tried to do that here in Canada. Yeah. They've kind of regulated the skinny package of yeah. cable providers. Cable providers, what they give you. Mm-hmm. 
The skinny packages still suck, though. Yeah, they suck. Yeah. I mean, you're getting you're getting what legally they have to give you. Mm-hmm. You get your access to your your major U.S. networks. Yeah. You get access to your own Canadian major networks mm-hmm. and your French channels. Yeah. And then they give you a bunch of crap you don't need, but you get it anyway because that's part of the package. Then instead of you know like a like a major package would be seven bucks, but one channel is four dollars. Yeah. Out of that major package of seven, so they kind of they kind of like really tie your hands. They do. It's like, yeah. Well, you know, for three bucks more, I get the whole thing. Yep. And yeah, fuck, yeah. man. If anybody's ever spent time on the phone with those guys, like it's not easy to cut or get what you want. Oh no, not at all. Because I, I like because um, uh, I have Shaw Cable, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, so if I want I I want to get Teletoon. Yeah. And I said, uh, so I, the good thing is like my office is connected to the Shaw Cable. Was it for Samurai Jack? Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. It was for actually it was for that, and it was for like uh, and for Looney Tunes. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Two great things to get it for. Yeah. Exactly. So I just went over there and I said, uh, well, how much did it cost me to get like uh, I want to erase this package and get this? And they're like, well. There's only one. Cha- you only want t- Teletoon has is part of this. But I'm like, oh, I don't want any of those channels. I just want Teletoon. I just want Teletoon. They're like, oh, they're like, it's only three, three extra dollars per month, right? And I was like, and I was like, uh, that should be a dollar. That should be a dollar. That channel should be a dollar. Yeah. Like it should cost me a buck a month to get that. Yeah, exactly. And I should be able to build my package up to twenty five, like for twenty five bucks, what I want to get. Yeah. And that's it. That's it. I mean, that's why you're seeing people. Like, I'm I'm kind of butchering the whole the idea of what I'm trying to get across here. Like, I'm really not I'm not doing a great job of uh, of organizing what I'm trying to get here. Mm. But the whole idea is that like you're getting fucked by these people, and really it it's find a way to cut your cable, man, or cut mm-hmm. your cords because they're getting money out of you and charging you more and screwing you. Yeah. At any chance they get. So, I mean, like, that's, that's just, like, that's my, that's kind of been my personal view of why I do the Cody shit. Yeah. So, uh. Oh, yeah. I do, I, I do it for freedom of choice. Freedom of choice, man. Yeah. Freedom of choice. We yeah. should be able to get what we want. I, I, and I only to, what we want. Yeah. And only what we want. Yeah. I should be able to, if I want to watch, uh, yeah, if, if I want to watch a certain, like, a, I should be able to watch what I want, when I want, exactly yeah. what I want. Exactly. And I'm like, uh, the only way you can, you, you can do that is through, um, like, open source. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and I bet you anything, those guys, like that guy you were talking about, that brown guy, Ajit Pai. Ajit Pai, yeah. So uh, um, if he wasn't in his position right now, like if he wasn't working for the government or, or being conservative, mm-hmm. um, and he just wanted to watch television, there's, he'd be on the other side of the fence. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. that, that's exactly he's just, it. Yeah, he's, just doing what, he's just doing what his party is basically um, is, is standing on. Well, that's, that's how all parties that's work. That's it, yeah. All parties work like that. It yeah, doesn't exactly. matter what you think. He's just falling in line. Just fall in line, man. Yeah. And that's, like, I guess, just dangerous as hell, right? Oh, I yeah. mean, anytime you just do what they told me to do, I'm just doing my job. Yeah. Like I'm just doing what they told me to do. Yeah, I know. That's just ridiculous. Yeah, man. It's it's uh it's yeah, not so enough. F those guys. Yeah, F those guys. Yeah. Hey, you know who said fuck you? Uh Frank Darabont. You know who Frank Darabont is? No. Frank Darabont is the showrunner or former showrunner for the first season and a half of Walking Dead. Uh he did Shawshank Redemption. He did the Mist. Oh, okay. He works yeah. with Stephen King quite a yeah. bit. Uh he did this um well he had a deal with uh with AMC to make the Walking Dead and, and like produce it and create the create the show for them, right? Yeah. Because I mean that's that's the kind of vibe that he makes. He makes like the movies like The Mist. Yeah. That are very like bleak in a in a sense. Mm-hmm. Well, not in a sense. They're fucking bleak. They're fucking bleak. So um, he's saying now that they essentially owe him like two and a half, two hundred and fifty or two hundred and forty million dollars from the way they the his deal was structured. They're still behind on that much. But apparently, when he left, because the way so if anybody doesn't know, the first season he ran almost completely. Think Frank Darabont and Gail Ann Hurd, who is the uh, the producer for Terminator. Terminator, yeah. Ex wife of James Cameron. Ex wife of James Cameron. They uh, they kind of ran it, and it was good. The first season was very much like the comic book. There's only six episodes long, but it really just followed the whole thing. Aside from Shane not getting getting killed. Yeah. And the second season, they got their budget slashed by like I think it was a half a million dollars per episode. That's weird. It was really strange because yeah. the first one was really good, and the second season's like, well, we're not going to give you as much money. 
So now they're going to shoot the entire thing only on the farm, on Herschel's farm. Mm-hmm. But the way it was written and the way it was directed and it was produced and all the the, the backstage, or the, uh, the drama happening behind the scenes, mm-hmm. obviously everybody knows now that was like the worst season of television ever. Okay. Like fucking mm-hmm. season two of The Walking Dead is shit. And then that's when he was trying to get them to do things his way. He's like, I know what I'm doing. I'm not an idiot. Like, read the script, say what I put on the page, and we'll get good content. When they wouldn't do it, he had problems. They fired him. But in one of the emails he sent was like, fuck you all. Like, I mean, like, literally, he just wrote down this, like, ranty email and threw it out there. He's like, yep, like, you, like, pretty much the uh, the scene from Half Bake. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. I'm out. Mic drop. Yeah. So I guess that's, there's going to be a whole lot more coming out now. Because that was today, I think I kind of got thrown out. Really? Yeah, Frank Darabont lost his shit at everybody at The Walking Dead. Holy crap. To ask for that much money? That's a lot of money, man. That's a lot of money. That's fucking Omar Cotter money. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Holy crap, that's crazy. Yeah, man. That's a lot of fucking cash. Mm-hmm. And he says, like, just the way it was structured, like, that's what they still, they're still behind owing him on, like, royalties and all that shit. Well, his name, his name is still on the show, right? Yeah. So they're, they're behind in paying that guy. Holy crap. How much, how much revenue do you think that show pulls in? I don't know. I mean, it's a pretty huge show. I think for a while there, like season three, I think, was like the number one show on television. That's like competing with Game of Thrones back then, right? Yeah. Like it was really big. They were making a, they were making a ton of ad revenue, probably. That's crazy. I mean, well, everything yeah, from Tide to corn chips. Yeah, that's weird. So I'm wondering, well, they should be able to afford to pay him. They should just give him his money, man. Yeah, just, yeah, because or else you're not going to have a show. You're not, I mean, God, I, I hate that show. Mm-hmm. I hate the one. I know, yeah, yeah, I know you, I know you hate it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, was, I don't know how you guys feel about it. I saw season one, I really liked it. I know, I kind of fell out of love with it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was pretty much it, right? Yeah. Season two, I kind of felt like we were watching the dumbest people on television. Mm-hmm. The whole, like, Where's Carl thing kind of got to me, too. Yeah. Coral. And then, yeah, like, after that, I just, I walked away. I walked away and never really looked back. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of, like, uh, I Wikipedia binge a lot of that shit. And see what's going on, and then just walk away again. Yeah, because I just there's nothing there. Like I'm watching characters that are like weaker versions of what you get in the comic book. Yeah. So why would I spend time Man, watching well, the show? Yeah, right. Exactly. Because they're not gonna they're not gonna fulfill my need for what they do in the comic. Exactly. The comic is so good. Mm-hmm. God, that comic is really good. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, no, that, I totally agree. That's uh, that's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. So Darabont just straight up hit the road. Shit. Yeah. Damn, man. Yeah. The uh, um, I'm not sure if uh. Did you get my thing about uh, um, whatever happened to Shockwave? Yeah, I did. The Transformers. Uh, did you Did you watch it? I did. I saw the whole thing there. Okay, so it was really good. Yeah. If anybody, I mean, again, you are our resident Transformers historian. Mm-hmm. For not even for lack of a better term, you're just you got a deep knowledge of Transformers stuff. Yeah, I was. Uh, so you sent this. Uh, yeah, so a I YouTube s- video. Yeah, this YouTube video, and uh, um, I still believe that uh, he's still on. Uh, he was still on Cybertron. Yeah. Somehow, but at the end of uh, the question, the video asks is, "What do you think happened to Shockwave?" Exactly. Yeah, it's so, a pretty good breakdown of his character, though. Yeah. So at the end, they said, um, uh, "I can't remember what they said at the end, but I know that uh, Cybertron." If you want, for those of you who haven't watched uh, what happened after uh, the Generation One cartoons mm-hmm. during Headmasters in the first season of Headmasters, terrible fucking name, but a great cartoon. Great, great cartoon. Uh, he was uh, um. Cybertron, half of it was just blown to kingdom, kingdom Come. Yeah. Galvatron blew it up. Yeah, and, Galvatron uh, causes a major... Yeah, and, and Optimus Prime sacrifices himself to, mm-hmm. uh, So, for, in vain. And I think Shockwave died in that explosion. Uh, Shockwave died in that explosion. Yeah. Yeah. You think that's it? That's it. And I don't know how Optimus Prime died, but Galvatron lived. Yeah, because, I mean, the whole planet goes. They're in the same place. Yeah. Optimus Prime is dead. They're, like, right where the explosion happened. Yeah, they're, they're in the nucleus of the explosion. <laughs> <laughs> face bomb there yeah exactly i did that that really bothered me galvatron lives and optimus dies yeah and i like the thing is too is that i 
Again. Uh, Optimus dies again. It de- again. 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 Like that was um like that's the I'll I'll give that show one thing. It was not afraid to kill off popular characters. It was the Game of Thrones of Transformers. I I think like ever since the movie happened, mm-hmm. it became the Game of Thrones of well, Game of Thrones is the Transformers of of live action. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, because Transformers is murdering people way before that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like the, like a lot of people don't know this, but um uh like in Transformers the animated movie, mm-hmm. uh you know that scene where Ultra Magnus is killed by the by the uh, oh on, when he gets ripped apart. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the thing. A lot of people say like you know because he gets like because uh, they'll show the the, the Quintessons. Mm-hmm. Shooting laser beams at him, but they're solid beams. Yeah. Uh, but when they show Ultra Magnus holding the Matrix, uh, he's like, because remember he's holding it as his prime. You said the Matrix would light our darkest hour. That wasn't the, the the Transformers' darkest hour, even because that's how worthless he was. Because fuck, that's brutal, man. Yeah, man. Like I mean, because yeah. as a kid, you really like Ultra Magnus. I loved Ultra Magnus. He was like the all white ghost Optimus Prime. Yeah, right? and, yeah. So like when they made that movie, they're like uh, they shot it. Yeah. No. Because they're, they're they're supposed to show. Man. Dude knows we're shooting right now, man. Yeah. The uh, uh, so, um, yeah. So they shoot they shoot four laser beams. Yeah. But in, when they show this, the sh- then they show Ultra Magnus, and he's just getting shot like 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 a machine gun. But like, <laughs> and uh, oh man, your sound effects took me back. Yeah. And I then, felt like a seven year old again. Yeah. And then um, and then he just gets uh, then he falls and he gets blown up. Yeah. And then uh, and that's not the darkest hour. That's not the darkest hour. Ouch. Yeah, because like that's that was that scene was not supposed to be shot like that. It's supposed to. They're all those four lasers were supposed to grab each of his like his arms and his legs, and they were gonna rip him apart. Yeah. Just like in the comic book. Was that in the comic? Got that's a, yeah, I have. I have. Maybe I'm mixing those two. To, those yeah, no, two no. Up. So, so what you said was right. Like, yeah. Because that's what happens in the comic book. Because I have the Transformers in the movie comic book. Yeah. And uh, that's what happens. But in the movie, they thought that was too violent for him to get cornered. Oh no way! So they just said, you know what? Just uh, um, shoot him with laser beams. Shoot him, and he and he blows up. And the oh. reason why he did, the reason why he survived, and, and Optimus Prime didn't, is yeah. like in the movie, you see Optimus Prime getting shot inside, like he inside, like it's like he just keeps getting shot where his wound is. Yeah. Whereas. Ultra Magnus just gets he gets obliterated. He just gets he just gets shot like like, like uh, just like a machine gun. Yeah, but apparently his spark didn't die. Oh, so yeah. it was still inside him. That's why he was that. And the same thing with Spr- uh, with Springer when in the Five Faces of Darkness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he was torn apart when he went to a, that that machine recycling thing. Mm-hmm. It sucked him up and they spit his parts out. Spring okay, Springer's the the helicopter. Yeah, he's the yeah. triple changer. Fuck, he was great, man. Yeah, he's like a, a like a, a cop car and a helicopter and a, and a yeah. robot. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so yeah, he um so that's why he he was able to they were they were able to put him together again. Uh damn. Yeah, and that's what um and I found out that. Uh, uh, the Junkions, their planet, is just remnants of whatever whatever Cybertron threw away. <laughs> oh, that's and, excellent. Yeah, that's so a, that's why they, they were able to put them back together the same parts because they exactly. had all that shit ready to go. Exactly. Transformers mythology is cool, man. I love it. There's some like really cool shit. Like the more, really because like talking to you more and more, I'm getting back into Transformers. Mm-hmm. And shit, there's some like really awesome story, like gutsy storylines. Yeah. Like that, like you said, they weren't afraid to kill characters. Not at all. They weren't afraid to tell really dark stories. Oh, not like at for all. For a kid's show. Yeah. And, uh, and Ultra, and in Headmasters, spoiler, uh, Ultra Magnus dies. Yeah, he dies in Headmasters. Yeah, he dies. I mean, for real dies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. S- six Shot fucking takes him apart. Yeah, six Shot's such a badass. Yeah, he, t- he takes him apart. Uh, what's it called? Blaster mm-hmm. and Soundwave die. Yeah, I remember Blaster dying. Yeah, Blaster, because they fought, they fought to the death. Yeah. And, uh, I felt worse about Soundwave dying though than Blaster because Soundwave yeah. was so much cooler than Blaster. Yeah, oh, hands down he was. Yeah, but they but they they die, but they both get rebuilt. They both get rebuilt, and they're called different things. Yeah. And uh, but uh, yeah, that was um, 
uh, every time I watch that movie, I'm just thinking the same thing because you just see these they're, they're shooting these laser ropes, but they're mm-hmm. not. But then they they scan to ultra magnets and they're just like machine gun bullets. Man, I I've, I've been in my head. I think I put the comic book into the movie mm-hmm. because my head he gets ripped apart. Yeah, he just gets like something's talking to us. You hear that? Yeah, I can hear it that. Like, is that outside? I don't know. I definitely think we've got uh, we got some weird like frequency shit. Oh, you got Raji on the line. You you turned it on. He's been listening the whole time. Raji, have you been listening the whole time? That is awesome. Oh, that's right. That is so good. Can I? Well, we. I don't know if we can get you on the mic. I don't know if we got you on the mic. I'm gonna turn the other one on. That is so cool, man. You should have said something earlier to mic you on. Hold on a second. We're going to uh, we're going to try to set it up a little bit here. Oh, so much noise! Oh my god! And then you can just put your hand down. Actually, yeah, there you go. I'm driving right now. That's why. Oh, oh, there you go. Cool, well, man. Well, well, fucking technology. Like you should have been here the first half of the episode when we bitched about technology, and now we're actually really happy to have now, it. Yeah, now now it's, it's it's benefiting us. Well, technology is the base of Transformers, isn't it? It is the base of Transformers, man. You saw that also, did you? I saw what, sir? Did you see that uh, that shockwave like retrospective? No, no, I didn't see that. Is, uh, is that a, is a, I, I think I just have to watch it. I, I was assuming it's a retrospective of the character from, the, from day one. Yeah, from like G one, like G1, how yeah. yeah, essentially like how he becomes part of the uh, the cartoon in a sense. Right, and Vic, you were saying that because of the costume, Reggie, you get back into the Transformers mythology. Yeah. yeah, man. Like, I mean, I was I was kind of out of it for a long time. Like, I didn't really care about Transformers so much. Because, I mean, it was it was a cool thing from when we were kids, right? But the more we talk about it, the more you want to you want to kind of, like, learn more about it, right? You want to get back into it. But here's the question, though. Are you, do you like, like, for me, it, it begins and ends at G1, right? I, I don't think it ends at G1. I mean, we had, like, a, like I mean, that whole, the Unicron, what was it? The Unicron trilogy? Yeah. That was fairly recent. That was, like, 2005, 2006. Okay, so you, yeah, so I don't know anything past the G1, sort of, like... Like beast, or, beast wars and stuff yeah. like that, right? Oh yeah, and because no. like right after, because uh, after um, headmasters there was a uh, there was super god master force. Yep. And then there was a uh, oh there was transformers victory then super god master force that was and then after that that was the end and after that they went to beast wars and beast wars is still pretty cool for G one kind of stuff like it's yeah. it's like continuation G one. Yeah. I was just going to say that Vic, you're you're uh, you you were a closet fan of beast wars and so was I. I was man, I was a big fan of beast wars. I think like it was G one nostalgia though. Yeah, it was. It, it was well done. I couldn't believe how good the story was. What if it? What, what if it, it didn't have that G one kind of uh, attachment to it? Can it uh, stand on its own? Yeah, can it stand on its own? Yeah, it can definitely stand on its own. Yeah, and it's surprising. It was a totally different concept, right? So. Yeah, you know, like if you had gotten rid of the idea that they were there at the same time. Yeah. If it was just a complete reboot, hundred yeah. percent reboot. Mm-hmm. I think it, it had a cool story. Yeah, I didn't have a problem with the content. I just had a problem with the uh, with the animation. Well, that was like a victim yeah, of its time, exactly. Right? Yeah, so yeah. I it just took it took me it took me right out of it. Yeah, is that like uh, the same studio that did reboot? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I did that. Yeah. Canadian studio. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, I, I just I just because um, I was so entrenched with that uh, old school uh, like that old school animation that cell animation. Yeah. I wasn't ready for Transformers to go like, like computer. Yeah, you were really used to the two D hand draw. It, it took me it took me right out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah, I could see that. I really you know, did like. I, I, I thought that too initially until the until the stories are like, oh, stories are actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that saved a lot. 
There's a lot of cool stuff too. Oh yeah, like, yeah. I, I, in, in my, like for me, like I, I just never gave it a chance. I was oh, like, that could be. Yeah, it, yeah. I was like, after this, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do it. It's like a lot idea. of people didn't give it a chance, right? Yeah. That's uh, that's what I'm doing with Alien. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've uh, we have beat that horse into a bloody pulp. Yeah, we, we have. We've officially walked away from shitting on anything Alien now. Yeah, exactly. Well, speaking of Alien, I actually got it tonight. I'm about after I come back on Stampede. So you're gonna give it a shot tonight. Uh, I'm gonna watch Alien Covenant tonight. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. About yeah, we were talking about Alien Covenant. Yeah. And, yeah. 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 And my yeah. And my, my thing with like, myself and Vic were talking about earlier is that um, and we were saying like it's it's impossible to make a good Alien movie now. It's like literally impossible. Yeah. So like I would like I would take it out of the Alien context. Yeah. And watch it as its own movie. Yeah. Oh, Just hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Because you can't. Uh, yeah. You're, you're never gonna get Alien and Aliens again. Yeah, well, Vic said to me a while ago that the aliens has ceased to, to be scary, right? Yeah, it, it, it has. Like, this movie does definitely has the gore aspect, but gore doesn't mean fear. Yeah. Yeah, like, gore means, like, watching the blob, for example, right? That's Yeah, gore. it's a severed limb. Yeah, exactly. Like, gore is a severed limb. Yeah. I mean, like, fear is is Jason coming after you in a dark hallway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, this yeah, this is not a monster movie. Um, this is just, like, I think on a standalone, as a standalone movie, mm-hmm. um, it's a it's a it's a good movie. It's just not the it's not the best. It's not Alien or it's not Alien or Aliens. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, hey, um, coming back to good movies though, because like that horse is dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, have either of you heard that Matt Reeves is no is starting fresh? Fresh, the starting fresh. Yep. So they've dropped the yeah they've, they've dropped the script, the Ben Affleck Jeff Johns script for Batman is gone. Okay. And they're starting fresh. They're gonna go 100 percent like. Full new characters, maybe not even Deathstroke. We don't know what's we up. We don't know, yeah. But it's gonna be a completely fresh start. So if that actor who's gonna play Deathstroke, if he already signed his Matt contract, Ginello? yeah, if he already signed his contract to play Deathstroke, does that mean he's he's gonna be owed money? I mean, we don't know. I mean, we don't know what this what the contract was. We don't we don't know if there was a contract. All I, we know I, is that he was he was cast as Deathstroke. Right? Does that mean? So do you think if they if they cancel Deathstroke, let's say if they do, does that mean they're taking the franchise in a different direction? Like they're gonna take the whole storyline in a different direction? No, there was a few things too. Like there was a there were rumors as well that you might see a Red Sun Superman. Yeah, no, but what I'm what I'm saying is you might you might still see that. Like they're they're no longer going in these like completely linear storytelling anymore. Yeah. Now you're gonna get different creators telling different stories with these characters. Do you think? Uh, okay. Um, sorry, Raji, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. So um, what, I think what Raji was about to say was, so it's not an offshoot of Justice League; it's a separate whole movie. No, it'll still it'll still have Justice League in its continuity, but it won't yeah. necessarily be like you might not get Ben Affleck always playing Batman. Because I know, oh, that, uh, yeah. Because I think, I think. Sorry, Raji, go ahead. No, no, no. Uh, so, uh, okay, go ahead, Raji. I, I think it's a bad effect. Might be not, not be in the movie. Well, they're saying no, no, that, he'll be in the movie. Yeah, he'll be in the movie. Um, but uh, I think that they want to go. Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but like I think they're going to go with more, uh, more noir. Yeah, I think it'll be a little bit, a little bit like more down to earth. Yeah, more subtle. Yeah, for lack of a better term. Yeah. So yeah, yeah a little more Batman noir as opposed to Raji's uh, favorite uh, tech noir. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> from the original Terminator. But the way the way it seems from what I've read anyway is that it looks like more and more you're getting that idea of a writer artist combination. Yeah. Like you might get Jim Lee and um like Jeff Loeb. Yeah. Like writer artist combination for this in continuity, and then maybe next thing you'll have Jim Lee and Mark Wade. Mm-hmm. And then they'll do their version of it. Mark Wade's a different writer and he's gonna take it in a slightly different direction, but Batman still looks the same. Yeah. And then like Carlos Pacheco comes in. And draws a completely different character with a different writer, but the last Jim Lee arc doesn't just go away. 
it's still there. Like the, the continuity of the storytelling will still be there. You'll just have different artists coming in and creating their version of that character in this yeah, world. Yeah, within th- the continuity. I think that's good because I think it's like because then the character doesn't get stale or the movies don't look stale. Yeah. Like they're not the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what um, I think that's what Marvel is kind of suffering from right now. It is. Yeah. And I mean that's really what DC's been doing in the comics as well too mm-hmm. with Earth One, like the new Hal Jordan and Earth One. Yeah. Which is like a it's a kind of a, a splinter continuity. It's a very Elseworld style continuity. Mm-hmm. But they're doing a completely different telling uh, of the Hal Jordan story, where he's yeah. an astronaut rather than like a fighter pilot, right? Yeah. Yeah. Raji, your thoughts? Well, I uh, I, I think the thing that with the whole artist writer thing, I mean, I, I, was, I was thinking in my head how many are these writers tried actually transition into the film world, you know? No, we just had a little, uh, we just messed up over here. I think I took your water. Oh, okay. Never mind. Then. I, I took Raju's water and confused him. We didn't hear you, man. We might have to do, <laughs> have to do a little comedy yeah. out there. No, I was saying, uh, you were saying about the artists and the different the transitions and shit like that, right? Yeah. I was, I was thinking in my head right away about uh, uh, which artists, uh, sorry, which uh, writers, artists have tried to transition from the comic book medium to the film world with success. Oh, there's not a lot. I mean, you've got like Kevin Smith. Jeff Johns is kind of doing it now. Jeff Loeb does it fairly well, even though he's a shitty writer when it comes uh, to comics. Maybe, maybe well, at a small sense, Tom McFarlane. Joss Whedon. Yeah, Joss Whedon. Yeah. Yeah, Joss Whedon. But Jeff Loeb, in my opinion, made the greatest sleep. I mean, he did, after all, write Commando. Not? He wrote which? Commando. Well, no, I mean, he, he was a part of Commando, and Commando was really good. It was, it was an awesome yeah. movie. Like, as far as like a fun action movie goes. But what I'm yeah. saying is, like, as a, as a comic writer... He's all over the map. Like, I, I, for my money, he's like the worst. He's the yeah. worst writer for continuity in a comic book. Because, mm. like, he'll start the comic off where, you know, Superman and Batman are traditionally Superman and Batman, and then suddenly they become, like, Earth 2 Russian superheroes. Yeah. With no, like, with no concept of having gone in that direction at all. It just mm-hmm. suddenly that's how it is. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, if anybody followed Batman Superman, that, that world's finest kind of reboot from around the early 2000s, it's got the worst continuity. It's awful. You you can't go from beginning to end, from issue one to issue twenty five, and be reading the same comic book. Like it just it veers off into weird paths of like a a weird pseudo um, Avengers shows up. Like a, there's a Spider Man character in it. Like it just it gets all fucking weird, and just for no reason other than it's like was Jeff Loeb just bored? Mm-hmm. Like he just got bored writing it and just like went into this weird weird path. Yeah, Superman, that red uh, red sun. Mm-hmm. That'd be a very interesting take. Well, they, there, that's, they, that might be a movie. That's yeah. That's uh, and it might not be Cavill. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, it could be somebody altogether different. That'd be great if they did that. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's how they do their cartoons, right? Mm-hmm. Like the DC animated universe now, the the movie universe mm-hmm. has done all sorts of just different takes on the story. Like di- like you've seen the uh, Justice League War. Yeah. You see that throne for Atlantis. Yeah. All these really cool comics now that aren't in continuity. Mm-hmm. They're just like just a really cool story. They're one really cool character. Yeah. One off stories. Yeah. Do that live action. Mm-hmm. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I, th- I think that'd be better than like, because like, that's completely different what Marvel's doing. Marvel just sets up this 10-year history of like all this, that's co- that continuity. The phases, right? The phases, yeah, right? So, but then they, like you get, you end up watching pretty much the same movie. Like the, the villains are just horrible in even one of those movies. I love how much you hate them, but you uh, have such a good point. Like there are not a lot of strong villains in Marvel. They're, yeah, they're terrible. Yeah. Uh, Loki yeah. was good in one movie. Um, Thanos is going to be like, he's the culmination. Mm-hmm. Granted, I'll give him, like, you know, that's that's good that they're going they're going that direction. I'm really looking forward to Thanos. Yeah, though. me too. Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, but other than that, like the, those, 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 those villains are pathetic. Yeah, they're, they're pretty I, weak. I, yeah. I agree. But, the, yeah, and, and, but the funny thing 
anything is, the TV series, the, 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 the villains, the TV show, the Netflix series are pretty good. Like the Will Smith character played really well. Absolutely, yeah, I totally agree. The uh, the Netflix yeah. characters, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the only the, the only one that had a really good villain was um, uh, the Jessica Jones there, the the Incredible Hulk, the Hulk. Yeah, yeah, true, true. Oh, you mean movies? Yeah, in the Abomination. Abomination. Yeah, he was cool. I mean, yeah. I like, like, I really he, liked uh, the Tim Roth version better than the actual monster, though. Yeah, but but, the, but that um that whole movie was like uh, just the same villain over and over again, but just increased to a different level. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was the anti Hulk. Yeah, and in that street fight, I thought that's like yeah. So I think they they that movie just uh, I think that's why why it's it was so good for me is like because I well, number one I love Edward Norton, mm-hmm. but also it's like uh, but the um, yeah it had a, a, a it had. The Hulk fighting someone who, realistically, could go head to head with toe to toe, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, um, and as a movie that people who I didn't know were Hulk fans, who I knew were not Hulk fans, yeah. cheered while watching the movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, it had really absolutely. cool moments. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, and it wasn't made by like uh, it wasn't it wasn't like like, like uh, the director. Mm-hmm. What's his name? Um, Wiseman. There was it. Len Wiseman. No, who it was, was it? um. What's his face? Uh, oh, Louis Terrier. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah, yeah, and um, so yeah, like his movies, like the, he, the 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 action pacing was perfect. Yeah, he knows how to do that. Yeah, so no matter how campy his, because he's a transporter, right? No matter how campy all those movies are, I think he did Clash of the Titans really well. Yeah, well, didn't you Clash of the Titans one or two? Oh, fuck, I think you're right. Yeah, God, that movie's <laughs> awful. Oh, yeah, it's just such a bad movie. Yeah, so uh, yeah, we were just talking but about that movie earlier. It's no immortals. Hey, <laughs> is the Hulk movie underrated though? Because me and Reggie love it, and a lot of people do seem to enjoy it. But it wasn't a huge, it was a it made money, but it wasn't a smash. No, it, you know, it wasn't. Yeah, you're right. I wonder if it's more underrated or just like people just don't like the word of mouth didn't hit. No, I think that's the it. same I, way. I, right? My hope is that it's underrated. Yeah, yeah, it, it goes, so yeah, and because uh, uh, you can't like, um, I don't know anybody who doesn't like it. I think the, the people who don't like it are the people who love Iron Man two. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. That's an ouch. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Or, or Transformers. Or Avengers 2, Age of Ultron or yeah. something like that. Yeah. 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 The brainless shit. Yeah. It's not a movie where you're like, you take your kids to and stuff like that. You, know, you want to see that movie? You want to go to that movie and see Hulk get shot at? Yeah. And then just see him just just kick ass. Now, talking about the whole idea of like an Elseworlds, Elseworlds movie, that's how I feel about the Ang Lee Hulk. Like, it's mm-hmm. not it's not the same Hulk movie. That's not It's not the Hulk everybody wanted. Yeah. But fuck, did oh. I really like that movie? It, yeah, it was definitely a different take on the Hulk. Yeah, yeah. I like the Ang Lee Hulk a lot because it focused on just more of the, like um, what Hulk goes through. Yeah, mentally and emotionally, yeah, mentally yeah. emotionally. Rather than they showed like they split that with um, the rage and the violence. Yeah, and so uh, yeah, no, I agree with you. Yeah, it's, and um, I was a big fan of those like psycho, like psychological Hulk mm-hmm. stories. Yeah, about, like how he how he internalizes all the shit that he went through as a kid. Yeah, and they they did that really well. Yeah, and I think um, uh, yeah, because. There's um because like not every story is Hulk destroying everything. Yeah. Um. There's also stories about Hulk where he's um yeah they show the emotional side of, of yeah. Hulk and what he's going through. But it had the same problems like Superman Returns, right? Yeah. Nobody to punch. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't have something he could hit. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. 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 Raji, your thoughts? Well, I I personally so, I I'm not a fan of the Angry Hulk per, per se. I, I it is definitely not rewatchable for me. Okay. Oh really? Yeah, like I, I don't get excited watching it. I don't get turned on by watching it. The second one, though, is more popcorn. The Hulk that I know, the Hulk that I grew up with, the Hulk that I thought was like my favorite character for thousands of years, right? The way the way I see it is <laughs> like thousands of years. The first the first Hulk to me is very much a uh, like a Stanley, um, like Steve Ditko or Jack Kirby style Hulk story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whereas the second I one is that. very much like a Dale Keown Hulk. 
Mm-hmm. Like it's well, it's a it's a Peter David Dale Keown story. Well, I, I would even say Her, Herb Trimp to be honest. The first one. The second one. The second Herb Trimp? No, Herb Trimp looked way more like the first Hulk. Like, 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 what do you mean? Like the way it looked, and even like that era of storytelling. Well, Herb Trimp was not the era of of you know the Wolverine's a cameo first rap of course Wolverine. It was like a very bang action thing Hulk, right? In those days, so I have all those uh, Herb Trimp issues. Yeah, but what I mean, like, all those stories, though, he was very, like, uh, like emotionally beaten down, too, right? Like, there were a lot of action stuff, but that was that was still the era of, like, Hulk just won't be left alone. Yeah, that was. 100% yeah. it was, yeah. Whereas, like, the second movie was, to me, was that Dale Keown, like, I'm I'm better at this than you. Like, let me do my goddamn job. Yeah, I think, yeah, because, right. yeah, yeah, right, like, um, I think for the, the first movie was more like, uh, um, talks about the uh, his loneliness, where then uh, the second movie is about, like, uh, I want to beat this. Yeah, and um, and I'm not gonna let, uh, and I want that, I want to be with uh, Betty again. But, yeah. And then I have like, but so I had that. It had that with that in the movie, mm-hmm. and then balanced out with that was just balls out action. Yeah, that's that's kind of yeah. what I mean. Like yeah. you've got you've got very much like leave Hulk alone compared to strongest one there is. Yeah, exactly. And for me, the second movie is very much like Hulk is the strongest one there is. I'm mm-hmm. I'm better at this than you, and he proves it. Right. He yeah. he takes down, uh, like they're the Russian Captain America. Yeah, pretty much. You know? Yeah. And I, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, I think that like I like that Hulk way better than I like Mark Ruffalo's. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Even, the, even, the, even the physique. Oh yeah, the way he's the way he looks. I yeah. I'm a huge fan of like the mass of muscle that, rather no, than like that, that, l- rather yeah. than like the V-shaped yeah. Hulk, like mm-hmm. the way he was in the Incredible Hulk. Mm-hmm. I fucking love that like thick, short, like just like heavy <laughs> gray Hulk look. Fuck, I love that. Like, there's something about that guy that's like, that's a cinder block. Yeah. I can't fight a cinder block. Yeah. Whereas, like, I kind of feel like Abomination can suplex Edward Norton's Hulk. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to suplex that thick motherfucker in Avengers, right? <laughs> like, I love the idea of that. Yeah, because I think the... the um, like, that's just me. I mean, I just... Oh, I just no, personally, fine. Yeah, no, no, I just no. love the way oh, he looks. You have to have an opinion on that something. That lumbering, yeah. kind of, like, knuckle-dragging, fat forehead. God, I love that weird-looking Yeah, because I, I think the um, the way the Hulk looks in that movie, like, you, like the... Uh, he just looks more, uh, like when you see him in camera, like he just looks more real. In Incredible Hulk. In the Incredible Hulk, like yeah. you, you can see the sweat on him. You can oh, see. Oh yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah, so I think that adds to like, um, it looks like he's actually there in the screen. Mm-hmm. Whereas like in the, the Avengers, it looks it looks like I like I I totally understand why like why you like what he looks. <laughs> yeah. And like uh, he's but, a force of nature. Yeah, and so he he just looks too. Uh, it just looks too like unreal. And I think that's why I like yeah. the, the one in uh, Incredible Hulk because you know he picks up those two cars and he smashes them together and he goes he goes at that's like it just feels like you're in the action more rather yeah than, no I I totally agree like yeah. he does look more human yeah. and uh, more believable in the yeah. way he looks yeah and and his hair and his physique match the comics more yeah yeah, yeah. but that's yeah. what I mean like he looked yeah. very much like yeah. a uh, a Dale Keown drawing come to yeah, life yeah but the one in uh, the one you were talking about yeah, um, yeah he's a, he he's looks a like freak a, yeah he looks like a force of nature yeah he's just a freak like I yeah. mean you you just you don't believe that thing exists yeah that one punch where he knocks out that that's alien snake or whatever the hell it was <laughs> yeah like, <laughs> I love that for me like I like the hunchback lumbering Hulk I've mm-hmm. always been a fan of that character yeah. even the way he jumped sure yeah the way he sure yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah the way he boys? jumped in Avengers yeah. Boys, boys, I got a, I got a X uh, <laughs> All right, X on the Hulk. What a great fucking cameo, man! Like this is the kind of shit you should be doing more often. Actually, you know what? Now that, yeah. but now that we know that this is a, uh, this is probably the better way to do it rather than just try to hook up like a. Yeah, the mic, the mic on the tablet never really works out well. Yeah. Whereas you calling in with the speaker always works. Yeah. All right, brothers. Okay, All right, well, uh, I'm gonna do what I gotta do, and uh, you guys. Uh, well, we're gonna carry on the Hulk conversation. Yeah, and then uh, yeah. Next, yeah, next week uh, you're in here. 
Yeah, next week I'm in here, and Vic, be ready, because uh, I'm also talking about elements of the GOP. Oh, <laughs> excellent. <laughs> excellent. Okay. Let's, let's, let's beat that horse to death, too, then, shall we? Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. All right, buddy. All right, buddy. Bye. 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 Well, that was funny as shit. That was pretty good. That was hilarious. Yeah, I mean, I could hear some feedback. I didn't know what the hell's going on. And yeah, he's I'm just like, laughing yeah. on the line. Yeah, and I'm like, I think your wrist is talking to us. Yeah, I know. I was like, because the thing is, I'm so used to going, uh, turning my watch this way. Yeah. And because uh, you look when I wake up in the morning, my alarm goes off. I'm just like, oh, I just reached my watch. I just. You like, don't get the fucking bitch about technology yeah. ever again. <laughs> <laughs> technology worked out really well today. Yeah. And it goes for me too, man. We're not going to bitch about technology anymore. Yeah. No, but what I was getting at is the way the Hulk moved. That, that weird hunchback, like that yeah. shape to it. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're going to see that. Like a better version of that in Ragnarok, mm-hmm. so that's that's why I like this Hulk. A lot, oh, okay, the, the yeah. way it looks. Yeah, but I yeah, just, I totally understand why you guys like the uh, the Incredible Hulk. Hulk. Yeah, I just yeah, he just um just that, that sweat and grime and dirt on him and stuff like that. It looked yeah. it looked it looked like he he looked like just there's nothing tangible there. I don't know what it is, but like that, that that's just the way I felt. Well, I never, I mean, yeah, I never feel like he's not there. Mm-hmm. Like for a CG creation, I yeah. never feel like the entire Hulk from Incredible Hulk isn't actually there with Betty. Like when he's got the the rain and all that shit, right? Yeah. Like it looked very realistic, mm-hmm. and it looked like he belonged in the scene. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the um, yeah. I think uh, the thing I like about the uh, the Incredible Hulk too is that uh, um, the first time you see him, you mm-hmm. can't see him. Yeah, that's awesome. In the factory, he's like you just see this shadow, like in the in, you know, and people are shooting at him. I'm it's like, a horror like, movie. That, that is just a like what a way to introduce him. Yeah, man, that was really well done. Yeah. I love that idea yeah. that like you you don't know what it is. But you know it's there. It's there, yeah. And it's bigger and badder and meaner than you. Yeah, and I, th- I think also I, I had a connection with that movie too. Is that uh, this is just me personally, but like uh, there was, um, I was in the uh, where they shot that. Mm-hmm. I, I've been there before in those favelas. Oh, in Brazil. In Brazil, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, when they, every time I watch that movie, it just takes me back there. And I was like, this place is awesome. It's like that, man. Like I, I do that a lot. Mm-hmm. I do that when I've been to places. Like, we've been all over Thailand and Cambodia, mm-hmm. and we've, we've traveled quite a bit in Southeast Asia. Yeah. And um, when they shoot movies where we've been. Then you see that and you're like, oh, I've fucking been there. Yeah. That's like, a, it's a remote location mm-hmm. I've been there. Yeah. And you're like, God damn, that feels really like you got a personal connection to that scene now. Absolutely, yeah. I'm yeah. like that with video games or like uh, like when I was playing Forza, they're, they're, you're racing in Prague and I'm like, oh yeah. yeah. I'm like, I was right there. I've I've stood there. I've stood watching there. Watching cars race yeah. by there. <laughs> yeah. That's cool, yeah. You yeah. get a really cool connection to that. Yeah, and I think, um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I want to watch The Incredible Hulk now for some reason. Yeah, well, it's a watchable movie, man. Mm-hmm. It's a really, it's an enjoyably watch. I mean, it's a, it's a fun movie to watch. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of weird movie shit for for X Men characters or, or in general. They're uh, for somebody who wasn't X Men. We're doing a segue here because I just read something I want to talk about. So I'm Absolutely, doing, I'm yeah. doing an awful segue. No, go. It's, it's Marvel. Go ahead. Oh, it's not Marvel. Sharon Tate's sister thinks Jennifer Lawrence is too ugly to play Sharon Tate. <laughs> really? <laughs> Ouch! Right. Holy shit. Oh, she she thinks well not too ugly. She just thinks that Jennifer Lawrence now Sharon Tate, who was murdered by the Manson family, yeah. in that house. Yeah. Um Quentin Tarantino's making a movie. Yep. About Charles Manson. They just released that today, right? That, um I think it's like kind of like more than borderline confirmed today that yeah, this is his next part. Yeah, he's he's starting he's writing the script right now. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. doing it now. He's either writing it or I think he might even be done the first draft or whatever it is. But he, they're in it. They're in it deep. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sharon Tate's sister owns a likeness, and any like movie characterizations, anytime you make anything that has to do with Sharon Tate, you gotta get approval from her sister. Mm-hmm. It's the way it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, she does not think that Jennifer Lawrence is pretty enough to play Sharon Tate. Yeah, it's like Margot Margo Robbie. Well, she's cute and she can do it. And actually, she looks a lot like Sharon Tate too. Yeah. But Jennifer Lawrence is a no go. Oh, <laughs> I mean, that's gotta be a kick in your ego, right? 
Yeah, I don't know Jennifer Lawrence. I just I find her. I find her pretty. Yeah. I find her a little bit annoying. Yeah, she's annoying as fuck. Yeah. And like, she's been in great movies. Mm-hmm. I think she's a. She's been in great movies. Has she been? In, has she been great in those movies? I think she's. I mean, I'm not a Hunger Games fan, but Me I either. do not hate her Hunger Games character. Okay. I mean, I think that's like. I think like as much as I hate that fucking how they were giving all little girls like bows with cool names for a little while there. The toy companies. Yeah. That was dumb as shit. Yeah. But um, that is a character that like little girls can look at and be like, that's a cool, tough girl. Mm-hmm. I want to be like her. Yeah. I, I have no beef with that. Yeah. I think. Um, uh, and I mean, I think a lot of that has to do with the way she played it. Yeah, I think so, too. I think she played it really well. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, other than that, yeah, I just find her annoying. Like I see her in interviews and stuff like that. I'm like, oh fuck. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think I like shit. the person, but I think she plays good characters yeah. in good movies. Yeah. I don't want to see her in a Tarantino movie. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't think for. I mean, who knows, right? Yeah, like, who a lot knows? of people we look at were like, "That's not their world." Yeah. Like, I wouldn't have thought Uma Thurman would be one of my favorite characters ever. Mm-hmm. But like, the bride is just cool as shit, yeah. and just like one of the greatest ass kickers film has ever seen. Right? Yeah. I would never have guessed that from her. Oh yeah, absolutely. The chick from Mad Dog and Glory. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> the girl with the big thumb. Yeah. Like no man, that girl's a motherfucker. She's a yeah. She's a psychopath. I think. Yeah. Man. yeah. Um, speaking of movies, I think we should uh, um, get our tickets for Dunkirk. Is that going to be that big? Like, is it going to be like a, a tickets, get your tickets early thing? For IMAX, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I guess. I want to, because I want to, I got to see, I got to see that in, in 70 millimeter. Yeah, that's going to be a big, big, it's a big one. Yeah. Man, um, I stumbled all over my big on that one. Yeah, that was, that's got a big, 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 <laughs> big old movie there, buddy. Yeah, that's, um, uh, uh, yeah, I think that was going to be, that could be a, a, a twice seen uh, in theaters movie for me. Yeah, I, there are some movies that you think of like I'll just catch one of some video. Mm-hmm. There are some movies where you got to see big. Yeah, I, yeah, this one I got to go. I gotta that's go big. a big one. Yeah, I still do that with the uh, the Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Like when those IMAX scenes come up, mm-hmm. like man, this is so great in IMAX. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like it felt it felt like huge, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I remember when I saw it. It was uh, um, I saw it in uh, in Burnaby at mm-hmm. Metro Mall, and uh, we were taking the elevator up to the theater, and the elevator just just reeked of weed. <laughs> and it, 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 we, we thought it was us. Oh, okay. And you guys every, thought you guys were carrying yeah, the yeah, weed that you yeah. up. And we had to see it. We had to see the twelve thirty show at midnight, like, like twelve thirty at midnight, because mm. like every other show was sold out. Oh no way! And then we were in there. And we're like, like, like we're looking around. We're like getting paranoid. Is that us? And then we looked at everybody else. Everyone's doing the same thing. They're like, like this. <laughs> then I just said out loud, "I'm like, hey, who here has smoked weed?" And then like everyone's like, "Oh, that was me." And I'm like, "Yeah, we did too. Don't worry about it." Uh, cool. Don't yeah, worry. we're like, it's "We're cool." Good. Yeah. The, and then the guy just said, "It goes okay. Well, let's see who wins. Let's see who wins. Uh, let's see who uh, beats who at the uh, to the concession stand." I'm like, <laughs> "I was like, fine." Like how your like your IMAX story went back to weed. Like it wasn't an IMAX story. <laughs> your IMAX story was this is how high we were in the yeah, movie. Exactly. Story. I'm like, that's the only way to see it. We're like, "Holy shit, this movie's unreal." <laughs> and yeah, there are, like there are just some movies that need to be seen big. There's not yeah. a lot that I care to see huge, but then like fucking Dunkirk comes along. Yeah, Dunkirk, Interstellar. Like yeah. basically, you're gonna see. A uh, if you're gonna see a Nolan movie, see it in IMAX. Yeah, you gotta see it in the big screen. That's just the way yeah. you do it. Because the thing is, like, he cares about the way the movie should be shown. Yeah, he's he's a cinematographer. He's a, yeah, exactly. I mean, he directs movies and he hires a cinematographer. But I mean, you can absolutely tell that guy. He's got. I mean, he was his own cinematographer mm-hmm. for a long time, mm-hmm. and he is definitely a cinematographer. He yep. cares about the way things look on screen. Yeah, absolutely. I, it's I like think... Oh no, go ahead. No, no, sorry. Go ahead. You were saying... No, I'm saying there's some directors who want you to say exactly what they're some uh, writers who want you to say exactly what they write, yeah. and directors will follow that, right? Yeah. And then there's some directors who know what has to be on screen. They hire a cinematographer who works with them. Yep. To do that. Yeah, I think uh, I think Dunkirk's going to be. Uh, uh, if it's as good as um, if it's as good as a trailer looks, mm-hmm. if, if if the trailer like says if 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 the if the movie if the movie is good as the trailer says it is, I think it'll be up for movie of the year. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think it will be. But we're never disappointed by Christopher Nolan anyway. And that guy just makes good movies. I haven't been disappointed in any of his movies. No. I no. mean even like fucking Dark Knight Rises there, which I is like considered I, to be the weakest one. And I st- it's I, still one of the best movies out there. Yeah, and I I love Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, man. Cuz um like where else do you go from there? You can't like uh you can't beat The Dark Knight. Dude, I still quote that movie. Yeah. I mean like his movies are insanely quotable. Yeah. I mean maybe not Batman Begins, but like fucking Anytime anybody says anything about somebody being a big guy, the next words out of my mouth are, for you, like, yeah. right away. <laughs> like, the first fucking thing I think of is, like, a quote from that movie. Right? Yeah, yeah. The um, And the thing is, like, because uh, The Dark Knight, like, the, those movies was all about, like, he said it in the, after the after Batman Begins. It's all about escalation. Yeah. Like, the, the states just get bigger and bigger. And, yeah. like, Batman, like, maybe The Dark Knight Rises, maybe the, it suffers because it was just it was just too grandiose. It should have been two movies. Yeah, and uh, so... Uh, yeah, like pre, pre, uh, you know, when Bane broke his back, and then. Uh, but the thing is, too, is that that, that just leaves Batman, Batman uh, fans just hungry and hungrier. Yeah, exactly, man. And so, uh, but, but like you would, I think, like had you given it an eight month gap between those movies, like a Harry Potter saw a gap. Yeah, exactly. The first one comes out Christmas and twenty whatever, and the next one comes out Thanksgiving. Yeah, exactly. Before Christmas of of twenty whatever, mm-hmm. and then you give that eight month gap in between. It makes you feel like Gotham's been under siege for eight yeah, months. Eight you months. come back, and it's like fucking depressing. It shouldn't yeah. here, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Scarecrow's a judge. Fucking Bane's the mayor. Yeah. Who knows what Gordon is? Oh yeah. Bunch of cops dying under the city. Yeah. Like it feels really dank. Yeah, and that's a, yeah, that's I just that's why I just love the, the the Dark Knight series so much is because it's not, um, uh, yeah, the the, the dark aspect of it, which DC is like kind of prides itself on, was yeah. pulled off so well. Yeah, man. I mean, and at the same time, like it, it doesn't, like you said before, it's a crime movie. Mm-hmm. These are these are real world crime movies. Mm-hmm. It's ludicrous for a guy to dress up as a bat and think that other psychopaths aren't going to come out of the woodwork. Yeah. And that movie like brings that real world feel into it. Like, yeah. oh, if this happened in the real world, you better believe there's gonna be some darker, bigger, tougher guys than you out there. Yeah, because yeah, because uh, Amanda Waller said in Suicide Squad, he's like Superman was a beacon for all these like these. Oh yeah, these the idiots, end there. Yeah. yeah, to get all these people to come out of the woodwork mm-hmm. and. Uh, Batman started that without even seeing it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, um, yeah uh, and jo- that that and love you that, that you know that scene with Joker and Batman that the infamous uh, um, uh, when they were sitting t- at the table face to face. Oh yeah, that was the the getting f- all fuzzy. Yeah, that was the first scene they shot. Really? Yeah, they said let's just get into it. Oh man, he. Uh, I mean, when you real if if that's the first thing they shot, that that's really well acted. Yeah. Because the amount of hatred and rage and like desperation in that scene, mm-hmm. fuck, I love that. Because that's that that should that 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 whole that whole face to face is based on what happened everything on everything before that. Yeah, man. But they didn't go through any of that. They just went straight there, right into it. Yeah, that was uh, oh, it, it didn't look out of place at all. There is a uh, college humor has done a great riff on that one. Yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah, <laughs> he's in the cell with the other clown. Yeah, it's just some dude who does birthday parties. Yeah. And Batman just kicks the shit out of him. <laughs> it's great. And Gordon's like, what are you doing? He goes, you know, in the back of my head, I knew. <laughs> I really knew. God, I want to put a beating on this guy. <laughs> like, oh, man, Batman, come on now. <laughs> Fuck, that's terrific. Yeah. That is awesome. Anything else you had this week or what's going on, buddy? Uh, well, how's your uh, um, how's your information gathering? Uh, let's see here. Um, what do I have this week? Um, uh, um, if... Uh, just on a health tip, uh, don't buy any accessories for your Vitamix. For your Vitamix? Any don't, accessories? Don't get, don't bother getting them. They're just useless. They're, they're just, 
they're great, but they're just way too expensive. Oh no, really? Yeah, I bought I bought two twenty ounce uh, containers with the extra blade. Mm-hmm. So like the extra base, then um, you put the twenty. Just those ones, those shakers. You can just take it to go. You know, those regular okay. size shakers from the you can get from GNC or whatever, right? Yep. I bought so this it's called a starter pack. So it comes with two of those mm-hmm. and the base motor that that you, you screw onto them and then you can put them on your Vitamix. Yeah. $180. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow, man. For a piece of plastic. For two pieces of plastic and a, and a metal base. Wow. Like, I understand their, their, their wireless technology and all that shit, right? But I was like, I'm like... Oh, but still. Still. I'm like, so I bought them and I was like, why did I buy these? And so, buyer's remorse as soon as I got home. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. So, I didn't I didn't open them up. I like, I, I, I opened up the box. But I, I took them out of the box and I was like, I paid $180 for this. I put them back in the box. Take and, them I'm back. A, and I'm going to take them back tomorrow. I don't blame you, man. Yeah. There are some things you get and right away you're like, fuck, is it useless? And I have all the stuff that I need to make everything else work exactly. out just, just the same way. And I can, yeah, like I know how to make it just enough so it fills up my bills. Because I have, I have, everyone has those shakers, right? Yeah. I'm like, I, I, have a, I know how to make it now where I can make the right amount. And, uh, I don't need, I don't need, like, this, yeah, this, this money. Idiot proof technology. Exactly. I don't need idiot proof technology. That's the best way to put it. So yeah. I was like, you know what? Screw this. I'm like, this, this stuff is going back. Shit, man. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. That's brutal. Yeah. That's really bad. Really, really brutal. I was like, you know what? Just because it's available doesn't mean you have to get it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Man. Cause I, me- I remember they were showing it on, I was watching the Vitamix, uh, uh, on, on, like on screen, like they were showing it online and I was like, I was like, oh, that was pretty cool. Yeah, we watched it here. Yeah, and I was the, like, uh, the, this is our device. That's yeah, what it does. This is what it does. And I was like, oh, it's cool. They, they came up with these new containers and I was like, oh, you can do this, now you can do this. And I was like, I was like, oh, that looks pretty cool. Then I went to to get it, and they're like, that'll be 180 bucks, or whatever. I was like, oh, okay. Then I was, so went home. I'm like, why the hell did I spend this? <laughs> oh man, idiot. So um, yeah, they are going back tomorrow. Ouch. Yeah. So that's me. <laughs> that, that's you. Yeah. All right, man. Well, yeah. that's a that's a good lesson learned. Yeah, exactly. And Don't I, buy Vitamix accessories. Yeah, and I actually did. A, I was watching. I was doing some research that uh, and uh, that coffee is actually one of the healthiest drinks you can have. Coffee is very good for your muscle. It uh, is muscle growth and retention. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah and it really has. It's, it's in. The, I mean, in moderation. In moderation. Yeah, in moderation, it has the most amount of antioxidants. Yep. That, you, that you can uh, that you can drink. So um, get a medium roast. Yeah. Yeah. Don't grind the shit out of it if you're grinding your own beans. Shouldn't yeah. be a powder. Yeah. And then, you know, don't boil it to hell. Yep. Coffee coffee's a science. And if done properly, it's very good for you. Very good for you, yeah. If done wrong, it gives you cancer and you die. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's messed up, man. Mm-hmm. Not like cigarettes. Cigarettes will kill you regardless. Mm-hmm. So there is no science telling you that, oh, cigarettes are somehow... One cigarette a day is great for you. Remember yeah. fucking Planet of the Apes? The pregnant ape? Yeah. Was it, was it Return to the Planet of the Apes? Return to the Planet of the Apes. I think. When uh, yeah. the, the one with fucking uh, the, the Victor Newman guy yeah, that, from Young and the Restless. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm a soap guy. I just mm-hmm. know that was him. You can tell. You know, he was in you, fucking you, Zeller's commercials, people. You can, you can you calm down. Everyone knows who he is. <laughs> okay. I like that guy. <laughs> but yeah, like when the ape is all freaked out, he's like, have a cigarette and a drink. It's good for relaxation. Mm-hmm. like, oh, Jesus Christ, man. No, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Your baby's going to come out with a big head. Yeah. Fucking hydrocephalic and lung problems. Yeah, exactly. Don't drink or smoke when you're babied up. Yeah. It's bad for your baby. Bad for your baby. And yeah. don't leave it in a hot car. It's been hot this year. Yeah, so now I got to... Yeah, exactly. So now I got to find... Uh, I was like, you know, I could have these two things where mm-hmm. they don't make me any food. Yeah. Um, or I could just buy a coffee machine. Get a good coffee machine, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, so that, that's my that's my first world... Another first world problem that I'm dealing with. No, that's, a good, that's a good problem. Though. Yeah, so um, I'm just looking for a good coffee maker. You know, I uh, I do the Bodum. And I know, like, that's not the best way to drink your coffee. Like, people, that's a, there's health problems to that. Mm-hmm. But um, I take my coffee out right away. Like, I, I steep it a little bit, and then I pour it out, and I drink it. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't let it sit in there for, like, nine hours. Yeah, because it gets too strong. It yeah. gets too strong, and that's that's really where the carcinogens get in your system, right? Yeah. But, yeah, make your coffee, pour it in there, strain it, pour it, drink it. Yeah. Done. There you go. Mm-hmm. That's I'm, I'm a big fan of that. Is it a single serving? No, it's a liter. 
Liter but I mean, I, only, I drink two, two and a half cups pretty quick. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and usually I pour them out like okay. I, because I don't like it when it gets all like gross and gross dusty and, inside, the, yeah. inside the bottom there. Yeah. So was, mine is a bit of a method, but like I drink it pretty fast. Too, oh, okay. So. I, was getting, I was thinking about getting one of those Nespresso's. No, no. Those things are terrible, man. Are they? Yeah. That, that thing will kill you because they fucking boil your plastic cup. Yeah. And they, it's not even plastic. It's aluminum. No, the the gill cups you get. They yeah, put those, in there? Yeah, yeah, are those, they aluminum? Yeah, they're aluminum. Oh, either way. I, I wouldn't touch that shit. Okay, yeah. I was thinking about ah, this is me. I, that could be like that could be like first world fears. But then, the, but then it's also like those those Breville ones that have like you put the beans on top and, mm-hmm. and you can like, grind it for grind you. and then you, then it'll make your coffee for you. If you're gonna spend money, that's where you do it. Okay, you do it in that machine. Okay, sounds good. Yeah. Okay, check I, your check your grind and, and do that. Okay, then I'll that I'll do it that way then. I guess I I guess I'm an influencer. Thank you. There you go. I, I would like to thank <laughs> at Backside Attack for coming in today. Thank you very much. Uh, we're going to thank at RajSS99. Yeah, thank you for that uh, impromptu uh, flying the, the wall. Yeah. yeah, that was, that was great. That was really well put together. Yeah. Really well done. Yeah, thank God. I just I just turned my th- this thing the, wrong, the right way. <laughs> that, the, was the, the, that was the answer, not to hang up. <laughs> yeah, and he answered, and he just hung out like a fly on the wall yep. and listened to what we were doing. Yep. We didn't get to the one thing that I thought was the funniest thing this week. Huh. Shia LaBeouf is a racist freak. Ooh. Oh, let's save that one for next week yeah, and see all the week, fallout. Yeah, because yeah. there's gonna be fallout. There's gonna be fallout. So keep that one. Yeah, he apologized <laughs> today, but uh, and then um, I think next week we should talk about. Uh, uh, we're gonna get the fi- the, the results, but uh, I'm gonna go pregnancy test. Uh, no. Uh, oh, that's I, I could have children anywhere. <laughs> um, the, uh, you dirtbag. Yeah. The uh, no, but the um, the uh, the uh, Wimbledon. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Wimbledon is uh, is in is happening right now. Yeah, they're in the semis right now. Yeah, that's right. So, um, yeah. And you're a huge tennis guy, so we should uh, we should bring that up. Yeah, as well. and, yeah. So uh, we'll go through that. Who's your pick? Uh, Federer all the way. Federer all the way. Yeah, all you're a huge way. Federer fan. Yeah. And like the guy is the guy's. What is with that guy? I don't know. He's 35, 36. Just drinking horse piss or something. I don't know what he's doing, but uh, um, natural talent. Natural uh, talent. And uh, makes it look effortless. He's a T one thousand. Yeah. And like he doesn't play from the baseline that much. He just uh, uh, he's on a workhorse. Mm-hmm. He goes for his shots. If he knows he can't get a shot, he'll just let it go. He's like, you know what? Forget it. Technically and, gifted. Yeah, he's the yeah. most like. If you want to learn how to play tennis, watch him. That's just, just, just watch him. Yeah, yeah. He's the Kobe Bryant of like of tennis. <laughs> he's the Kobe Bryant of tennis. Yeah, because his game is elegant. Yeah, it's not power. It's not. It's just. It's it is power. Like his shots are fantastic. But yeah. like a, he doesn't. He's not. He's not an ox like like LeBron James or whatever like that. Um, he just pays on the baseline, but he's not. He'll do shots that people just practice. It's almost like he's a counter puncher. Yeah. Yeah. He reacts to what the ball is doing. He doesn't try to power the ball through. Oh yeah. Like he doesn't try to obliterate your your racket. No, no, with no. The ball. Yeah, yeah, like he'll. Um, but his forehand and his backhands. Uh, mm-hmm. when you get like when they when they start going. Um, he'll rip them past people. I think you use the right word. He's a very elegant game. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful to watch. Like his one-handed backhand, no one does that. There's Much more elegant than a clumsy blaster. <laughs> 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 it's the weapon of a Jedi. Yeah, <laughs> like, I always Jedi. think about that. The elegant. It's an elegant weapon. It is. Yeah, his, yeah it's a yeah, lightsaber. His, his racket is in his hand is an elegant weapon. Yeah, he has. He has actually. He actually has attack. He has a move called the saber. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it's S A B R. It's called the short attack by Roger. God, I love that. Yeah, that is a, that is. So appropriate. Yeah, because what it is basically before we end off is that um, you and well, when they do this, when the when a person falls for the like they do on their first serve, mm-hmm. they fall and go on the second serve. The second serve you want to take some off. It's just make sure you get it in. Yep. So it's 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 way slower. So when he knows that the, when the second serve comes, he's already moving it. When the guy throws the ball in the air, he's, he's already always, on. He's already rushing towards it. God damn. And then but the, then the guy once he serves it, Federer is always at is already at the ball. So the guy has no idea what to do. 
and he'll either chip it back or the guy's like and the guy's already in a defensive position and Fed will just come to the net and he's the best net player. Man, I just I love the technical aspects of any sport. Mm-hmm. There are sports I hate. I mean there are sports I don't like at all, but I still enjoy the technical aspects of it. Yeah. I do not like football, like soccer. Yeah, me either. I mean I, I watch that and I'm like, well, the goalie is useless. Mm-hmm. The most useless position in any position of sport mm-hmm. is a soccer goaltender. Yeah. That guy shouldn't even be there. You know what it should be? Like, let him be an actual active player. Mm-hmm. But he just plays defense last. Yeah, exactly. And then he rushes back and, and he's useless. Mm-hmm. Then he can come back and be part of the field yeah. again. And then when he has to be useless, he can go back. Yeah, I bet you the soccer fans who are listening to us, they're like, oh, fuck him. Fuck him. It's yeah, a stupid game. <laughs> it's, it's just such a dumb... Such a dumb position. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't watch it. Those same guys are not coming for liking for liking baseball. Mm-hmm. And let them hate baseball, man. Yeah. I got lots of friends of mine who troll me on baseball all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't take that bait. Yeah, because it's a technical game. But there are still technical aspects of soccer, the way it's played, that I really enjoy watching, and yeah. that's what I enjoy about that game. Yeah, baseball, tennis, even fucking football. They've all got really like really cool inside workings. That you've got to watch and you got to learn, you got to study. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh goddamn! So that's why that's happening that yeah. way. And man, tennis is like, maybe for like a non-viewer, somebody who doesn't watch it, maybe the most underrated technical technical game for a non-viewer. Yeah, it's um when you watch it, you'll be like, how did he, uh, how do you put that spin on there? How did exactly. You, how did he, uh, um, how do you generate that? How, how come a guy who's half the size of one guy hit the ball so much harder than the other guy? Right? Yeah. It's technique. I can put spin on a lot of a lot of things. Like I, I can, I will learn how to do it on a soccer ball just because I wanted to. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to learn how to do it. I learned how to do it on, on a tennis ball, mm-hmm. but te- or on a uh, on a golf ball. But when I see it happen in tennis, because I don't know how to do it, like I can't I can't play that speed. Yeah, it's never really been something I could do. Mm-hmm. I'm always amazed by it. Yeah, it's uh yeah it's it's tennis is one of those games where like you've it's it's the only game that I know mm-hmm. where like that I play. That if you play against someone who's better than you, you will become better. You will become better. Yeah, don't yeah. play against don't play against someone who's who's just as bad as you are. Yeah, never do that. Yeah, because then you, all of a sudden, when a person's like when a person like, like, across from you is hitting the ball, you're gonna look at him and be like, "Hey, what is he doing?" And you'll be like, "The next thing you know, your the shot, your your wrist action, all your shots will be like, okay, that's how you do it.'" Oh yeah, it's yeah. it's like technicality in milliseconds. Yeah, exactly. You'll you'll yeah. pick it up. It's just it's just all it is. It's muscle memory. Yeah, really. That's 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 incredible, man. Yeah. I love it. The only thing that always bugs me about tennis is like that start stop, man. It's so bad for your knees. Uh, like hard and fast start stop. It's um, it's a grueling. Like uh, when I play in the summer, mm-hmm. um, let's say for an hour and a half or something like that, you are drenched. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're gonna lose weight. Yeah, you will. Uh, you'll have to keep keep yourself hydrated, and uh, you're you're running constantly, and uh, you're you're just using so much power. Oh yeah, yeah. And especially when you're start stop, if you're um, especially when you, the wind up and uh, and just and just the wrist action. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you are uh. Um, yeah, it's a very it's a it's a good combination of speed, agility, um, and mental preparedness and power. That's that's tennis right there. It really is a fight. Yeah, yeah, that's all it is. Yeah. It, it, it's a fight. Yeah, it's yeah. The, I mean, it, same same kind of like movements. Really, if you if you think about it, yeah, footwork it, and body movement. Yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and yeah. It's, there's and there's no one else you can rely on. You can't. You're not coached when you're playing it. Mm-hmm. You got, you are on your own. That's that's something, man. Yeah, yeah, and that's just it. Like nobody's yelling at you from the sidelines. Yeah, you're not. You're not allowed. To Keep your head up. Yeah. <laughs> Keep yeah. your Fucking all, move! Yeah, all your, all your, all your, um, like your, uh, your, your, your corners all, all allowed to say is cheer you on. They can't, yeah. they can't coach you. Yeah, they can't, they can't be giving you like it's not a corner and fighting. Nope. They can't keep telling you like it's open knees left exactly. like nobody's telling you that nope. shit. No, not it's like, at all. Good you, job, buddy. Yeah, you, that's you, the most you get. That's, that's all you get. Like, you have to be able to look at the guy and be like, you know what? Okay, I see he's injured. I see he's kind of like, okay. You know what? Take advantage. Okay, as a guy who doesn't know, like, really, I don't know much about that aspect of tennis at all. Mm-hmm. Is it? 
is it in a sense like is there a baseball style communication like if i'm if i'm brushing my shoulder should you be fucking doing something or do do the refs do they really like knock down on if that? i saw that yeah as uh, a ref uh, if I, okay, a ref will see that and they'll be like what are you doing really yeah he's like what oh, are you wow. doing yeah He's huh. like, oh, like if, you're ta- if you're talking, let's say you speak, if, let's say if I was talking, speaking Punjabi yeah. or something like that, it would be like, uh, who are you talking to? So they can even watch. If I keep no. saying good job over and over again, all of a sudden I'm like, oh, that was great. Yeah. Cause <laughs> They'll yeah. know I mean something else. Yeah, exactly. You'll, you'll just be like, uh, cause it's just you out there. Fucking no yeah. speaking in codes, yeah, cause, huh? Yeah, because your 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 corner is far away from you, mm-hmm. and so uh, you're just it, you just go out there and you're like, yeah, they'll be like, hey, Raj Sangha to serve, yeah. And I go to the service line and I'll be like, if I'm using new balls, I'll be like, I'll play. I'll be like, yeah, we're using new balls. So I'll be like, okay, you know what? These balls are gonna bounce high. Um, they're pretty hard, so I know how to hard to hit them. Mm-hmm. And then you uh, and then it's just you 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 guys out there. And when the game is over, each when each game is over, you go to your chairs. Uh, refuel, get some water or whatever, and then uh, go back and just you're, and just all out. Man, I want to start watching tennis again. You should, man. Yeah, tennis is is so action packed. Man, yeah, there are because like that's that's what I really do like about about those sports. I mean, like for me, I've always said the personally the only sport that I I personally think that might, in my opinion, be the truest sport where there's nobody interfering, there's no way somebody can fuck with you is golf. Mm-hmm. It's just you. Mm-hmm. It's you and the ball. Yeah, nobody's gonna walk up and be like, you swung weird. Like you swung weird. I mean, obviously, if you're the if you're the the tee box, mm-hmm. come with a big baseball swing like Happy Gilmore. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna be like, yeah, fucking do that. Yeah, exactly. Like no baseball swings, mm-hmm. man. That shit's that shit's just not you're not allowed to do that, right? What, what about your caddy? No, your caddy. What do you mean by the caddy? Is the caddy allowed to help you? I mean, you talk things through them. Yeah, there's obviously, communication. Yeah, I, 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 obviously, I know nothing about golf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But sorry, you were saying. Yeah, no, no. I mean, but that's that's just it. Like there are certain things that are considered illegal. Mm-hmm. But even then, like to a point, there are some, there's a lot you can do. Like swings are weird. Everybody's swing is different, right? Yeah. I, I look at Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods, his swing changed like three times, like for the better, for the worse, whatever. But mm-hmm. his back paid for it too. Yeah, right? exactly. But um, yeah, it's just it's just you. That's it. There's nobody out there to be like you can't do that. Like if your ball goes out of bounds, clearly there are rules that govern that system but nobody's out there telling you that like you're doing that wrong change what you're doing i don't fucking like your face yeah so point point reduction like nobody's giving you a red card because the way you're moving or you looked at somebody funny yeah so that's why i kind of feel like golf is the the one true mm-hmm. like it is the king of sport because like it's just me that ball a set of rules i gotta abide by and nobody's gonna get my way see that's the thing I, and i think that's why you would like tennis yeah you know mm-hmm. i mean more and more like just talking about it here it's like it seems like there is a there is something to it. Yeah. 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 It's like, um, it's, it's come so far like the, before the game was like, it was considered an old man's game. Like you play with wooden rackets. Now it's like, yeah. it's, 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 it's animals playing. Oh yeah. And there are like great tennis movies coming out right now. Oh, too, yeah. Right? It's crazy. Like there's, um, cause like, uh, cause everyone's style is different. Mm-hmm. So you'd be like, okay, this lefty now Roger Federer, he's a right-hander. Yeah. He had his one handed backhand. He's and then the top four, um, the top four tennis players all play different, uh, different styles. And uh, so when they play each other, it's like, okay, this guy plays from the, all he does is pay at the baseline. He just hits shots and he waits for an error mm-hmm. for you to mess up. That's something, man. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a defensive game, right? Roger Federer doesn't do that. He's like, he's all offense. Yeah. He'll play from the baseline, then he'll chip and charge. Chip and charge just means like he'll slice it and then to make, get, get, get you out of position, then he'll run towards the net. <laughs> just then, freak you yeah, out. Yeah, and then you'll, you'll be running and then be like, oh crap, Roger's at the net. <laughs> oh my God. And then you have to somehow blast it past him. And he, he covers the net so well. You know that uh, that like Homer Simpson scream, like when like there's a bee in the room. Oh, yeah, and he is, yeah. Like I like the idea of that in sport. Yeah. Like you're going to the net and you're kind of. I mean, you know he's there. You know Federer is there on the other side. Yeah. But his movement is so jarring and so quick, mm-hmm. more than expected, yeah. that you Homer Simpson scream. Oh yeah. Like oh shit! Oh motherfucker! He's right there. It's like a horror movie, man. Oh yeah, it's it's crazy. And like they they said, uh, um, 
uh, they were interviewing Andy Roddick, and he's like, Andy Roddick got just destroyed by Federer, hmm. and he got he lost in a game, he lost a set where he didn't win any games, mm-hmm. and he's like, uh, he goes, um, I don't know, I uh, <laughs> I don't know what he wanted to say, uh, yeah, he was uh. I got absolutely destroyed out there. <laughs> he's like, I got destroyed by an yeah, old man. Yeah, he destroys. He gets. All, he deserves all the admiration he gets. Uh, he's the greatest player I've ever seen, and uh, I didn't know what to do out there. He took me out of my game, and uh, Fuck, I love I, those. Yeah, he's like, I, I didn't even know what hit me. I, I love that. That apologizing for my failure. Yeah, he's like, he's like, some guys say like, he goes, I didn't hold up my end. He's like, he goes, some people will, will honestly be like, I didn't perform the way I should have, mm-hmm. and uh, to give him a proper match. God damn, some guys are just that level, yeah, that elite level, yeah, that you just you just don't know. Yeah, like I, I didn't know until I got there. Oh yeah, and yeah, everything, everything everybody else said when everybody else told me. Get your shit together. Mm-hmm. Get your affairs in order. Make sure your mom's got a copy of your will. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, no, they were right. Oh, yeah. They were, I felt like I was going to die out there. Oh, yeah. It was it was crazy. Like, like uh, even Michael Jordan was like, uh, it was when Roger Federer won his 17th Grand Slam, he's mm-hmm. like, Michael Jordan was like, I haven't won 17 anything. He's <laughs> like, he goes, he goes, that's incredible. That's amazing, yeah. man. Yeah. 17 Grand Slams. 18. 18 Grand Slams. Yeah, he won the Australian Open. He's going to win 19. He's probably going to win Wimbledon. Yeah, now. he's probably going to win Wimbledon, right? Yeah. Now. No one's going to touch that. That's. I mean, there are just some levels you can't get to. Like, how do you how do you achieve that level? That's weird because it's it's such a combination of staying healthy, mm-hmm. especially over your, when you hit thirty. Yeah, and uh, just uh, letting your body heal. Um, but for somebody else, like for for another athlete to come up, like that's it's almost like that was that was guided by a higher power. Oh yeah, like for, that's yeah that was. Um, a lot of people say like everyone says like he's like you just hear the way commentators talk about him because yeah. they're all from Europe yeah, yeah and they're like he's a gift from the tennis gods <laughs> yeah exactly yeah and then people are like every time it's his birthday people are like people around the tennis world are like happy birthday Roger he goes he goes don't ever retire he goes Fuck. he goes tennis needs you yeah but I mean mm-hmm. what what I'm getting at though is like think about the sport itself mm-hmm. you can't really evolve tennis much more than what it is today. Yeah, fifty only, years ago you could. You could. The um, I think the only way you could it's just it's just that it's just gonna get people are just gonna get stronger and faster. They're gonna get stronger That's and faster. It, yeah. mm-hmm. And then the likelihood of having seventeen in a career is gonna be is or eighteen in a career. I don't see it. The reason I don't see it happening is because the new generation that's coming up, mm-hmm. they're still getting thrashed by the by these guys still by these guys the yeah. because they don't have the skill set. Yeah, man. Like I, I always say too, it's it really comes down to a matter of skill and composure. Yeah, you might not have the skill. But if you've got the composure to like almost, in a sense, fool the other guy. Mm-hmm. That like, oh man, is he really that calm? Yeah. Why is he so calm? Yeah. What does he fucking know that I don't know? Yeah. And next thing you like, I wins. And then he's like, oh, well, I'm not as good as that guy, yeah. but I was way calmer out there. Man, he was freaking. You see him freaking out over there? Oh yeah. Holy shit, he's freaking out over there. Yeah. Can't guys, believe I won that one. Yeah. And some guys are just smashing their rackets, and they're like, it yeah. takes them out of the game, and they're like, and Roger Federer doesn't do that. He just uh, like last time he smashed. I think he smashed his racket. I think he smashed it like me. I can count on this hand this many times. He, he smashed his racket throughout his career. Throughout his career. Yeah. In that 18 Grand Slam yeah, run. Yeah. In his 20, almost 20 year career. Yeah. And that's that's incredible. That's insane, man. Yeah. Whereas and McEnroe was like, <laughs> I don't know, 10 a game? Oh, yeah. I mean, how many rackets does he go through? Yeah. like And McEnroe was just like, uh, I remember like he was playing, uh, Fred was playing Andre Agassi. And uh, Andre Agassi's like, he goes, yeah, he goes, yeah you're not that, you're not that uh, intimidating. Yeah. And then he goes, you're very disarming. And then, then Fred was like, yeah, I'm very Swiss. Very, very, very yeah. neutral. Very, very neutral. neutral. And they played in, uh, oh, God, Federer just destroyed him. It wasn't even close. Man. Yeah. Agassi. Agassi. I mean, he was like the rock star of tennis I loved, in our I day. loved Agassi growing yeah. up. He was my favorite tennis player. I mean, that was the only reason I think I watched tennis. Mm-hmm. People were talking about this guy. It's like this mullet-haired rock star. Remember him in Canon? Eos? Yeah. 
God damn, man. Like, everybody bought that camera just because I of him. Has, I had his tennis shirts, everything. I loved Andre Agassi. The first time I bought a Canon EOS, I was like, Andre Agassi. Uh, yeah, me too. Like, yeah. I mean, the first time I bought one, I didn't, I didn't buy one thinking to myself, like, hey, this is a great camera. I thought, like, fucking like Andre Agassi's camera. That's what I got. Yeah. God damn. Yeah, I was, uh, I was a huge Andre Agassi. And like, he actually got me into tennis like when I was a kid. And I was like, in elementary school, I just started playing. That's insane. Yeah, so, um, but, uh, but yeah, um, that's my tennis rant. No, that was a good rant. That was a. Uh, I mean, we were gonna end the show, and then we got into tennis, and then uh, that was it. Yeah, cool, man. No. I would. I would like to thank at Backside Attack. Yes, people. People now see a different side of us. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, there is. I mean, we uh, we tend to have really good shows after our show. Mm-hmm. Like we sit here and bullshit about other stuff that we yeah. should have the mic on for. Yeah. But we just kind of like realize we don't. Yeah. An after show, but this is. Um. I mean, we're getting more and more into this kind of stuff too. Yeah. So more than just current culture and pop culture, absolutely, and fucking yeah. GOP bullshit that GOP. really doesn't affect anybody. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know what we're gonna talk about tomorrow, next week, but well, you know, Trump Jr. might get shot by a Russian. Yeah, so yeah. His da- I know his dad says I, I'm gonna defend my son, but I think he's he's so stupid. Just he's like just because there wasn't anything, the fact that you actually colluded with the Russians to do it, <laughs> I'm like, oh my god. But nothing's gonna happen, man. Who knows? I mean, we always bitch about the same thing. Ain't nothing gonna I happen. Nothing's gonna happen. Just we'll let, we'll just, still just, be here. Just ride out the storm. At uh, right out the storm of listening to at BSFW podcast. Yes, absolutely. We'll get, we'll get are you. the at BSFW podcast. Exactly. We'll get you. We'll get you through it. We'll get you through it. Yeah. And you should like, share, and subscribe. Mm-hmm. And um, our wrists and phones and table are buzzing, and people are trying to talk to us. Uh, like, share, subscribe. Tell your friends. Tell your mama. All that social network. Jazz. Tell your hot little sister. Yep. Yeah, that's not <laughs> sexist. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we'll be here for your listening enjoyment. Sounds good, guys. Take it easy. Cool. Peace.